last week on Glee Boot, it was the Red Wedding and all the gays got married and Tina was further humiliated and they had to move some very heavy hay bales and the season six newbies just stood in the background. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. So last week, this is a little spoiler for today's episode. Last week, Allison of Gleek of the Week was like, I hate these new kids. And you know what? I saw this episode and I get it. I stand by her. Allison, I see you. I see you. Okay. <laughs> this was not a good episode for the new kids. I agree. And it was basically all about them. I was yeah. like, wow, I know. So bad. I was okay. I, I like them better when they're they just talk. faces and they don't have stories and they're in the background. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Welcome back to Glee Boo, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And we have a special quasi-return, quasi-new guest. See, uh, (laughs) if you recall, we didn't have a guest for season three, episode 2020 props. That's but we how did. long ago this was? That's how long ago, yeah. <laughs> we we did have a guest, uh, but the Zoom gods were not on our side, much like the Cursed Born This Way episode. Things did not work, and um, uh, our current guest was removed from Glodcast history. But we're here to right that wrong. Katie <laughs> is returning for a considerably very, very much worse episode. <laughs> you were meant to be on this episode that's what that was god hates you and so he messed up the zoom he doesn't i'm very very happy to be invited back that Uh, is truly the funniest thing that's ever happened to me okay so wait born this the born this way episode was where like our friend like my friend yeah kept having internet issues uh this person Oh, was it Zencaster yeah. back then? But still, yeah. this person kept having uh, internet issues, and we recorded the episode over like three different, four different <laughs> sessions. Oh, wow. uh, it was Kyle Ray. It was Kyle. Okay, McDonald's I think I listened kids, to that. Us McDonald kids were cursed. We're cursed. <laughs> we're like the um, the kids from It, where like they forget their past the farther away they go from the epicenter of Derry, Maine. Wow. Two of the most like crazy episodes we've had in terms of technical difficulties <laughs> were my friends that school it did something to us yeah, yeah. i agree it i don't know what that, but i agree must have been that dinosaur song um yes! oh my gosh <laughs> knows the dinosaur song so this is katie little i don't think i fully both said her name <laughs> welcome back also welcome, welcome. thank yes. you thank you yeah what a glurney from props <laughs> to child star. Yeah. So and many ups and a lot of downs. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, remind me again, like, so you're listening along and you haven't watched all of Glee, right? Uh, no, I actually, um, I, I did watch it when it came out and it was one of the few shows where I remember I would actually sit down every week and watch it. Um, I watched the first season. I liked it a lot. I think I had two or three of the, of the CDs. Um, and Honestly, I discovered a lot of music through the show that I liked. Although there's very few that I listen to the Glee version, I've noticed. Yeah. 
Um, um, I think the only one might be River Deep Mountain High that I listened oh, to the Glee so version. Good. It's wow, so good. Yeah. It's it's I like it better than the Tina Turner. But yeah, I, I watched the first season when it was when it was out, which I think what 2009, 10? Mm-hmm. 2009, yeah. 2010. And then the second season, and it's been funny like listening to you guys, you know, recap everything because I've heard the plot through you. I remember distinctly watching the first season and the scene where sue yells at tina and um oh my goodness sunshine i think in the bathroom to shut up that's when i stopped uh, watching I, I i just realized i was like i i kind of lost interest like i, I just i just I, there was nothing that you know made me like i did i just i just stopped watching right then <laughs> i didn't even watch the rest of the episode i was surprised when you guys covered that that she didn't become a major character and said instead she was sent to a crack house <laughs> yeah. yep. yep it's uh <laughs> You know, and we've, we've been mentioning that a lot lately. Uh, we're not letting Rachel have her character redemption in the last <laughs> season, I guess. Um, but yeah, so you follow along with the podcast. So you're on season five, right? Still just listening to us. Correct. I've, yeah. um, I've about, well, not quite halfway. I guess it's about a third of the way through. I've stopped right before the puppet episode because I'm like, I have to steal myself for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the Muppets. That's not it. I just I have a feeling Glee is not going to do puppets <laughs> or Muppets justice. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, it's not as traumatizing as I thought it was in hindsight. Yeah. There are worse evils out there, like this episode. Yep. Um, accurate. Because like mm-hmm. Puppet Master is actually like very entertaining to watch. Absolutely, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but fun. But, like, this, like, Rafa walked in and was basically like, are you okay? Are you mad at me? And I was like, no, I just really hate this. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Katie has one of our, my favorite lines on the podcast. I was so sad it got cut oh, and I repeat don't... it all the time. That why is Mike Chang simping for Rachel? Rachel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was. He really was. It was upsetting. It really was. And, I mean, I guess Tina's not in this season. Or well, you, you mentioned she was in the, the previous episode, but I'm like, oh, there's no more Tina time. And Tina just really gets shit on all the time. I kind of want to talk about what I'm drinking because I actually have alcohol today. Okay. Hey. I have hot chocolate with a little bit of uh, Bailey's almond milk. Oh, yummy. So Lyle tried making this because I was like, bring me home some Bailey's because I think it'd be good with hot chocolate. And he's like, okay. And so then that night I decided, like, actually, I don't want any. And then he was like, well, I'll make some for myself. And he poured, like, I don't know, like, maybe three or four shots of Bailey's. And then the the hot chocolate, he's like, this is disgusting. I think I hate Bailey's. And I was like, well, you put too much in there. I literally yeah. put, like a, like, a shot, maybe a shot and a half. It just got a little kick. Yeah. So good. And now it's creamier. Very good. Almond milk Bailey's, whatever, like, Swiss Miss hot chocolate you yeah. got going on with the hot water probably even better with like some milk you know even creamier so swiss miss have dairy in it probably probably i think it's like powdered milk i'm gonna have to go with the straight cocoa powder i'm i'm like all of these holiday meals and things that i normally just do i'm like okay how do i do this without dairy cocoa powder and sugar is probably all you need yeah cocoa cocoa powder sugar hot water Sweetened cocoa powder, though, right? Because like yeah, baking like, cocoa powder is mm-hmm. no, like like right? straight up, just one hundred percent cocoa powder. She grinds the beans, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she picks them herself. No, um, you could just buy one hundred percent cocoa powder. 
But I mean, like, it's like stuff that you use for baking, like that stuff tastes like shit. <laughs> so you have to put a lot of sugar in it, though. I mean, I don't really, it tastes much more like chocolatey to me now because I've been yeah. on this diet for a whole, probably almost six months now, maybe nine months since August. But yeah, so six, yeah. It's been, it's been a while. So now I've noticed that I don't have as much of a sweet tooth, which is interesting. I wish that that could happen to me. I have, because of like Halloween, I don't really snack on candy that much. Halloween, we brought some home. Uh, My dog did get into it the day after Halloween, so we had to go to the vet. He's fine. It's just a bit of a jerk. Um, But also, I've like been eating candy and like now I just like bring me home some Snickers. And I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I don't need that. I wanted, let's see, every year I buy candy corn for myself because I love candy corn. I walked by it in the store a couple of weeks ago and I thought to myself, oh, candy corn. And then like halfway down the aisle, I was like, what just happened? I did not even think about putting it in my cart. It was ridiculous. I didn't want it. It was, it was kind of wow, nice. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, mm-hmm. and then I cried because I couldn't have it because I was going to feel no. bad for you, but <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I can probably eat candy corn. I just didn't, it didn't occur to me because it, yeah. it didn't sound good. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Candy corn, I've thrown you up so many times. <laughs> oh no. Oh, are we talking directly to candy corn? Candy corn, I think you're gross. <laughs> not not oh, more because for I think me. you're gross, but just because I, uh, I eat, eat you on too a much. Day. Yeah, I don't like uh, candy corn. I eat you on a day that I often indulge in a lot of alcohol yeah. as well. Yeah. Shout out to when uh, I threw up in the bathroom during a mafia game at Alyssa's coworkers Halloween party and came back, fell asleep, and they told us to pretend to fall asleep. And then they still said I was the mafia. And I was like, how? <laughs> 100% was mafia. <laughs> I was like, no. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm drinking heated up cider with whatever it is. Uh, Piss of Willis. Uh, Fireball. Fireball, thank you. Yeah. Nice. I had, yeah, like mold cider with alcohol. Very good. Very good. I am drinking a very strange concoction. This is the leftovers. Hmm. hmm. It's the leftovers of a mango chili ice cream treat thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it has, it has the, um, the, yes, it has tahini on the top. I don't really like them very much, so I was eating it really slowly. Um, mm. So I had a good amount left, and I was like, I'm just going to pour a shot of vodka in here and mix it up. Um, yeah. So it tastes like a Bloody Mary with with mango. And that actually probably wouldn't be too bad. I would actually yeah. probably want to drink that. I don't love Bloody Marys to begin with. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm still eating it slowly. <laughs> I think that's up there with a Cullen is panicking. Which is a shot of triple sec with a lemon wedge thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I remember that. Katie, so, I saw you drinking some wine. I am. I've got a cab sav here, so mm. I enjoy that. So, uh, Katie, what is your, mm-hmm. we kind of talked about your Glurney, your history with the show Glee. Yes. So I guess, uh, who's your Glee character? What did BuzzFeed tell you about yourself? This is interesting because when I was uh, on the episode prior, I was told that I was Kurt. 
Okay. And I wondered if, you know, if that had changed or, you know, if I should just, you know, if it was the same. So I took the quiz again and now it says I'm Santana, which I, I don't think is true, but it's, yeah. you know, uh, interesting, interesting. The pandemic twist. hardened you. Yeah. Yes. I can see, I can <laughs> picture right. Santana saying, why is Mike Chang simping for Rachel? <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of liked that, but unfortunately, and Hannah, you can um, commiserate with me, my boyfriend was already both times. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's, I'm like, our high school really did something to us. <laughs> don't know what it is, but we have proof. So let's uh, let's talk about Child Star. Mm. Mm. So You mentioned this person's name. Uh, was it last week? Yeah, the, me and Chloe. And Alyssa and I were like, no idea who this is. Uh, wow. Um, wait it, wait they don't he doesn't oh my god what i was hoping that it was going to be one of those characters that's introduced and then goes away no no, no. i mean he's literally in the glee club at the end spoilers for this episode. i know well i mean i mm. like i knew that but i just want glee next episode to forget that he exists like they do with a bunch of other people <laughs> well wait, i guess there's still a chance <laughs> We don't know. You don't know. You and I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so there are thirteen episodes this season, right? Yes, we are on. So there episode. are there are two more this season story based for these characters episodes, and they just now introduce a new character. Two new two. characters. This Alistair, which that is an old man's name. I'm sorry. Wait, who's Alistair? Billy Alistair. The Alistair's guy with the long brother. hair. Really? Oh, Billy yeah. Alistair's brother? That's Phineas O'Connell, life? Billy Eilish's <gasps> no brother. No way! Yeah. That, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, postmodern oh. gay's little boyfriend, I guess. Yes, they're dating. <laughs> I refuse to learn his name, but you know what? I have learned his name, and I almost wrote his name in my notes. I was like, no, his name is postmodern gay. <laughs> yeah, that works better, I think, than his actual name because it I doesn't kept... have the dignity of a human name because he doesn't deserve <laughs> that. <laughs> I kept thinking that um, postmodern gay, aka Spencer, and Alistair looked very similar. I wrote down in my notes his gay twin. Kind of. I mean, Glee does like, not think gay men come in any other flavor other than white. White. Darren Chris, who is Blonde. part Filipino, is like Ish. the most diverse gay they've had on the show. <laughs> That is so wild. Even but he's the... not part Filipino on the show, is he? Yeah, they no, don't say that. His brother no. is Matt Bomer, who's <laughs> Still very just Caucasian. Very white. white. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Practically straight from Western Europe. Yeah, right off it the is. Boat. Yeah, I mean, even Jeremiah, who worked at The Gap, white. Very white. Yeah. With a name like Jeremiah. Jeremiah. I mean, there was Telly Lung, Hot Warbler, who would play Aladdin on Broadway. He. It's Filipino. He may or may not have been gay in the show, but here's here's something else that like I kind of had a problem with is that like I don't know if like the the person who plays Spencer is actually gay, but I was like I don't believe that you're gay. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm too traditional. <laughs> it's like maybe I'm homophobic. <laughs> I just I don't believe this chemistry. Well, but... yeah, is there chemistry? I didn't see any, but because that's the thing is that Blaine and Kurt don't have a ton of chemistry. That's one of their it's main a critiques. Tiny bit. But like you can believe that Blaine is gay. Right. You know? right. Yeah. And I like God, this is gonna like I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like I have certain expectations for gay men, but like 
I really think it comes down to the acting. I'm like, I don't believe this. But yeah, the, the guy who pl- who was in the Warblers, I also had that question because I was like, I think that person in real life is gay yes. and they're playing a straight person or just like an, like an ambiguous sexuality. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they're barely a character, but yeah. I love them. So I noticed them. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I get it. Spencer doesn't really feel gay at all and i'm not he doesn't feel authentic but none of them do so i guess maybe it's sort of a a symptom of that yeah i guess ahead but it just feels like he's just saying lines i don't think it's even that he i couldn't believe that man is gay i think i i don't think i could believe that man is capable of love i think that's the big problem oh oh actually that's smart you're right i think that's actually probably a better way to put it is that like yeah even if he was trying to flirt with a girl, I would be like, I don't believe that he's friends with any of these people. No. He's not a genuine person. I mean, that's person. the thing. Like, when, if I saw him flirting with a girl, probably because I'm a woman, I would be completely up in arms and be like, he is a terrible person and yeah. is preying on you. Mm. Um, eh. Yeah, well, now that's... that I think about it, same deal. Because I could believe Puck was bisexual. You could convince me of that because mm-hmm. I think he's an equal opportunity predator. Ooh. Like I could yeah. see him. I don't yeah. see, couldn't see him like having some grand romance with a man, but I could see him preying on one, which is sad, but like, that's just, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Wow, what a way to start this episode. What a way. But like, because even someone who is, you know, Faberi, like Rachel is tends to be very on the straight side, right? She's very about boys. But like, mm. even Rachel, you can believe she's capable of loving someone. Even though she's mm-hmm. very selfish, you can believe she has strong feelings about Finn and Quinn and Kurt, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't, I don't want to blame the actor maybe as much as the writing. Oh, yeah. That's, I think like he was working with what he was given and yeah. you know, props to like, mm-hmm. one episode of character development. Like I guess he's been doing shit. I think more than any other of the newbies. Cause he was like getting involved in Coach Beast's business. Well, it's so interesting because they paint him as such a terrible person and then they give him this romantic through line and it just doesn't work. It's like, like he's a... been well, they've been setting it up in a completely opposite direction. So, yeah. I mean, it's like a season of character development in one episode. Yeah. Like, I could see that, oh, he's a jerk. And then he learns to be friends with Roderick over time. And then he ends up getting with Roderick's friend. Like, all that. Let's talk about this episode. Uh, we're avoiding yeah. it because it sucks. Um, yeah, it's so bad. Through. <laughs> what are our storylines? We have Roderick Spencer. I think, okay. is that the A plot, kind of? Yeah, yeah, I would say like him, Alistair, Roderick, like the love yeah. story slash, I guess, friendship. friendship. Uh, <laughs> the biggest we... loser, the biggest <laughs> loser setup. We have uh, Sue trying to appease, you know, whoever the school board the guy, superintendent, who yeah. doesn't like the caning. No, and but doesn't do anything about it. No yeah yeah um and i guess we have we have mason and madison or morgan oh, yeah. morgan as hannah put in the uh ballot but i changed it to madison because like, wait which one's morgan I'm like none of them <laughs> and then 
we have we kind of have like a Rachel and Will like D plot that's just kind of vaguely like wait you don't give a shit about these people oh I guess you're a great woman you know like I don't even remember that so props we can talk about that one first because that'll take 30 seconds (laughs) Um, basically Will is like tell me about the new kids Rachel and she's like they're they're really sweet and nice and they're great performers but they're like kind of shy kind of to themselves and he's like you don't know shit about them uh, shit about them because you're always talking right and she's like "Eh." that was Uh, actually pretty funny (laughs) yeah I was like I'm glad the show is like calling kind of calling that out it's like well we haven't gotten to know them as an audience so of course that the teacher who's running this doesn't know them either because later when she's announcing we're going to perform this bar mitzvah and Kitty's like are we actually going to perform are you about to announce another alumnus thank you <laughs> yeah and they're like what do we want to do but she's like yeah it'll be great um it'll be bonding for us as a team and then uh will kind of sees that they're dicks and at one point rachel's like excuse me when roderick calls spencer a dick and i'm like uh you told santana her only job would be <laughs> on the pole in the same very same classroom so you know this is the only situation in which i feel like it's it's somewhat appropriate that Will doesn't step in because he's not the actual teacher. It should be yeah. Rachel's job. But then I'm also like, this is just par for the course for him. Of course, he's just going to let these students say whatever the fuck they want to each other. Yeah. This is, that that made me a little bit upset. I was like, why is Rachel shocked? They were just as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. Like her yeah. class. You know, yeah. it's like, a, a, maybe I guess, you know, ideally she would have grown up now that she's in a teacher role but I, it doesn't seem that way but she could have stepped in and been like hey my boyfriend finn was body shamed all the time and he was a team player and he and was he on the football team and he died spencer <laughs> uh, but like just kind of using that as like being like your weight isn't reflective of personal worth but that's a that's a lot for glee so uh, well, also, there's not really anyone in the group who has had, like, for instance, like, like Mercedes, like, if she had been, like, say if she yeah. was in Rachel's spot, she could actually, like, connect on that level and be like, listen, I've been here. Yeah. Mercedes, who but, will called lazy all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But also, oh, yeah. like, He's the only bigger person, and I still I still stand that is he's not even that big. He is like a football player, and yeah, I he's just, like Karofsky's build. Yeah, yeah. Karofsky didn't about, get bullied for being fo- probably because he was on the football team. What about Lauren? I guess there was yeah, Lauren. But, yeah, yeah. So, but she she kind of like owned it. Yeah. So. But yeah, so it's just really weird because like sh- there's no one like they had more people of different body sizes, even though like obviously the predominant was like the traditionally, you know, whatever. Uh, it's still bananas to me. He's also the only like bigger guy in his gym class, which we'll talk about. But anyway. Sorry. Yeah, that's, just, that's not a real Ohio gym class. I'm going to say no, that. No, not a real gym class in anyway. America. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So... Like, there's a lot of kids. Like, come on. They do the performance, and I guess they kind of bond, and Will is like, Rachel, so glad to have seen you grow. You're going to really bond with these kids. So glad to be working with you. You're going to bond with these kids over the next two episodes. I'm really proud of you. Oh, I, I loved when Will said, um, 
he's like, you know, some kids that will stay with you, others will disappear. It's like, yeah, a lot of people have disappeared. Marley disappeared. <laughs> I wrote that. Disappeared. Where are they? <laughs> They're gone. Where, yeah. the spiders in his ears was the first one to go, I think. And like, yeah, it's like, where are these true people? crime stories about man, these children? That child, he disappeared under Will's watch, at least like Marley and stuff like that was under Sue because Will was gone at that point. I, right. I think Sue has a behind that hurt locker has some bodies. I think she has spider eggs. I think she has Marley. I think she has Jake and Ryder. Uh, Sugar's alive. Sugar made it, but Joe is back there. I think Dreads, Rory is Rory uh, because he, he only appeared as an angel. He went. He mm. went to. He went to get on his plane to Ireland, and she intercepted the Aer Lingus flight and kidnapped yeah. him. And she was like, "I'm not risking you potentially coming back, and bringing yeah. all of Celtic Thunder with you." And singing another song from <laughs> suddenly Glee is gone from a dramedy to a full season murder mystery procedural. I see yep. that. I think that's going on in the background this whole time. Uh, do you think it's like a matrix situation like she has them like hooked up to some kind of like she's taking their energy uh maybe, maybe. or maybe in more like a demonic child eating ritual mm. yeah like yeah. very the witch in hansel and gretel you mm. know she sells their body parts so that she can buy all the pantsuits and all the different fabrics and colors that she wants yeah mm -hmm. and more money for the canes to get yeah. the children with because they break all the time yeah I hate Sue. Okay. <laughs> Sue is probably the gov next governor of Florida. I'm just saying it. Oh, yeah. It'll well, be I mean, a race to the bottom. Yes. All three of them. DeSantis, the Trump, and Sue. The fucking Gulf. The yeah. Gulf of Mexico. I mean, did you hear that Texas blocked student loan? Uh, yeah. And did like, I hear that? Yes. Do I, I love that? No. No. I'm, Fuck at this you, point, Texas. I'm like, Fuck you. Texas and Florida talk a big game about being their own little economies. Let's let them. 48 states. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm. they, they do. They talk a big game. Let's see how they Let's do. See how they, because yeah. those states, and I know this because I watched The Politician by Ryan Murphy starring Gwyneth Paltrow, who voted for Rick Crusoe, so I'm mad at her. But uh, they said that, you know, a lot of these states function with tax dollars from places like California, mm. which is oh, fair. Yeah. I, think, I think that makes sense as a country. We're one country, whatever. But if you're gonna shit on us, if you're gonna say don't say gay, if you're gonna ruin student loan reimbursement, then deal with your shitty privatized infrastructure that's actually really bad. Sips tea, literally. Yeah. I have this little glass. I don't know if you can see it. It says home, but Ohio is red. And unfortunately, Ohio is very, very red. red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is so. Indiana. Like I did a down ballot for the Democratic Party and uh, four of the multiple categories were selected for me and then I had to pick all Republicans. Uh, oh my God, uh, you didn't even have Democrat options? Well, I already picked, there was four categories where there were like, maybe like four or five people where there were like the different parties, right? Yeah. And then other offices that I could choose from, they were all Republican candidates or then there was like school board, which is non-party. Yeah. That was it. I thought I, down ballot. It's gonna take me five minutes. Nope, I had to pick from a bunch of Republicans. Yeah, in California, it's like figuring out what kind of Democrat the Democrats are. Yes, yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even have that 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 pleasure. Yeah, no. though Rick Caruso switched parties right before running. 
Katy Perry, I'm disappointed in you. Listen, I voted and I did all my research, but I don't remember who I voted for. No. Blank slate. Absolutely not. Did the research, close the book. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. File that in the trash. Uh, (laughs) All right. Okay. So fuck those people that are ruining everything for everyone. Um, Or, you know, just for me. I don't care about anyone else. But if you ruin it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Berry energy. (laughs) So, yeah, Will's like, yeah, Rachel, you're okay. So that's like the Rachel D, like, it's not even a full D plot. It's like a D.5. Because I wrote, like, are we really just going to end the episode on, like, a Rachel note? Like, she was the main character. Uh, and I did at one point, I was like, wait, where's Kurt? Then I'm like, oh, yes, he's on his honeymoon. I thought that too, literally like a couple hours ago, I'd watch it this morning. And then I was like, Kurt wasn't there. And I was like, oh, that's right. He got married last week. He's, I mean, it was, must've been a really long weekend in uh, yeah, Provincetown. Provincetown. Yeah, they were only supposed to be there for two yeah, days. Sue bought them a little trip, but the, uh, the lesbians, they got a whole month. Yeah. Huh. That trip was paid for by uh, Marley's heart. Yep. Yeah. Her heart and her kidneys. <laughs> her and her kidneys, which could be canon because we will never see Marley again. <laughs> oh my yep. goodness. Just harvesting her organs. Okay. Um, I guess we have probably the most to say about like the main storyline. <sighs> okay. I keep sighing. I'm becoming my dad. This is what my dad would do during like a mass that he felt was too liberal. <sighs> oh, I love that. So Sue is, you know, screaming things at the kids, you know, the usual in this gym class. Uh, it's an all boys gym class. Yeah. Um, it's like the presidential fitness, fitness test, test thing. Yeah. I didn't realize oh, I, I hated those things. Um, I don't, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be really vulnerable and brave. Um, I lied in my test about having to like run, I think we had to run a mile or whatever. And I think around the track at the high school was, I don't know, like four laps or something. I yeah. did like three and I was like, Yeah, I totally did it in like like 15 minutes. Which is like, oh, not great for a mile, but it's like not bad. I can't run a mile. (laughs) No way, I can't run a mile. I I walked most of it. Let's let's be real. But like, it was basically like our entire grade in the gym class. What are they going to do with like sixty-eight children? Like they're actually going to track me? No, they're not. They're going to take my word for it. Be like, okay, cool. I think I said that I had asthma, and then they were like, okay. Yeah. Someone's gonna listen to this podcast and rescind Hannah's high school degree. <laughs> it's gonna be I like diploma. It's gonna, gonna be like come Rebel, to my door. That Rebel Wilson movie <laughs> back. Drew Barrymore never been kissed. Um, so she's like, whatever, and they have to climb this rope, which that is hard. Climbing I've never tried. Like is that really a thing that they did in the present? We didn't have to do that. We so- didn't have to do that. I think it was an older thing though. I vaguely yeah. remember, and I I vaguely remember there being a rope climb and being pissed off because only the boys could do it. Okay, that's sexist, but yeah, also that's a liability. Why would you have yeah. that in the test? <laughs> like that's just dumb. Like, 
I'm someone who like works out and exercises on a pretty regular basis. That would still be hard, you know, for yeah. any kind, just even based on my, my height and the amount of upper body strength it takes to like yeah. lift myself, like even like pull-ups, like I usually use like the assist because like, I can't do pull-ups. No way. Mm-hmm. I climb using my legs. Yep. Yeah. Most of my strength. And you can't and- do that on a row. On the, the road. No. Like, yeah. it's like almost all body strength. Like yeah. you need the legs to like tension and to keep yeah. it falling. That's right. it. But yeah, again, as someone who most of my most of my body is my legs, and uh, <laughs> most of my strength is in my legs. Like the rope would be like, oh, so like this, it's insane. And she's like, you're everyone's gonna reach the top of the rope. Not even like, hey, you tried, you did it. Um, most high schoolers probably would not be able to do that. Yeah. Like, even people on the football team. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, there are so many fit people in that class. They're like, oh, it's like, whatever. Like, you're so lame, you can't do it. I'm like, listen, even, like, the fittest people who are, they're, what, like, 16 years old couldn't do that. Well, they don't have developed, you don't have developed muscles at that point. It's literally impossible. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a bunch of 25-year-old LA actors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have personal trainers or are personal trainers. Or doing CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And telling yep. everyone they know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is getting through oh, personal. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a CrossFit. That's just CrossFit culture. Yeah. I heard more about CrossFit in Boston than I do here. But also True. I had different people that I interacted with. Mostly here, I hear about hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is at least actually fun. Um <laughs> depending on what level it is. <laughs> so they're just like Spencer does it right away and then uh Roderick's doing it and he's like struggling like come on fat and like everyone's laughing and I was really confused by this moment where we look at like Spencer's reaction to everyone laughing because he's kind of like angry about it and like he shoved someone and I was like okay maybe this episode is going somewhere I didn't think it would go and then it just does 180 and that meant nothing. Yeah. Like it could have been, oh, Spencer doesn't like bullying people for their weight. Cause that's like yeah. a sucky thing to do. Or, yeah. or maybe he likes, like is feeling attached to the, the glee. Yeah. He's like, that's right. my teammate, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. No, no, he just wants to be the new coach on the biggest loser. So they're like, yeah. And then he's struggling, and Sue is like, pull up your shorts so no one falls into your soupy butt crack. What the like, actual fuck? Punch that woman. Mm-hmm. Break her nose. She's better pay those hospital bills. She's not allowed to have health insurance. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, Glee is full on turns me into like a medieval peasant. I'm like, execute them drag them usually i'm like mm, i don't believe in uh, i don't believe in the violence penalty. I I don't believe in the death penalty. No. no but i watch glee and i'm like these people need to suffer <laughs> <laughs> it's very i mean i guess i think what this episode aired in 2015 and i mean you guys have talked about this a yeah. lot with like how regressive a lot of what glee seems now but it's like this seems in particular like i feel like even when they were talking about it with mercedes it was a little more I mean, it was still fat phobic, but it, it was a little more nuanced as to like how other people were reacting. I think it's because they, it's were, a man? they were more subtle. Or maybe? a boy. I guess he's a yeah. boy. But yes. maybe. Yeah. 
I yeah, know. like I, more subtle about it. I don't know. Yeah, not that not that it's good either way. Of course it isn't. Yeah. but it's 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 so overt that it feels like cartoonish. <laughs> well, I feel like yeah. Lee was trying to be super sensitive about like women body issue. Well, maybe not super sensitive, but like trying trying to be more aware, possibly yeah. like mm-hmm. women body issues and, and body issues for girls. But there seems to be absolutely no carryover for for the male of the species. Yeah, and I think like possibly it's because like the discourse wasn't as prominent as it was for yeah. like directed toward women. I mean, so, I would still say that's the case. I don't want to sound like yeah. some kind of men's rights no. activist. I think it's because it's seen a fat man is seen as a threat to traditional masculinity because he mm. can't fit that ideal that they have that's based on like sculptures that were not based on real people um so they then um so like women it's like more like oh like the body positivity movement has made more ground i mean again the incels and the men's rights activists constantly complain about it so i'm not saying like it's just so easy to be like but it's definitely more like it's more mainstream. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That whole uh, campaign on it and they continue yeah. to do it. Um, yeah. And, the, and I, I think the, the idea of like accepting multiple body types seems more accepted for women than it does for yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Men are, you know, it's something with an eating disorder. And when it was the worst was when I was at my thinnest is like, that's just like you have to fit that standard and nothing else is presented with the exception of like you have like sitcom dads who have like hot wives and are like ugly right but like like (laughs) you know uggos (laughs) no sorry but like they're i'm not saying those men are ugly they're portrayed as ugly in the show we're supposed to read them as ugly specific like dad bod but like more of like the rounder dad bod than like what we understand like sitcom dads yeah i know like yeah like King Not, of Queens, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm yes. thinking of that specific, or like maybe even Tim Allen sometimes. Uh, I mean, like, I still think he was portrayed as being more attractive. Yeah, I'm specifically thinking of King and Queen, <laughs> King of Queens, yeah. and like some of those. Uh, there's a couple others that fit that. Um, mm-hmm. But again, yeah, it's not as common, and like, like Roderick isn't. There's no mention of Roderick having a romance with like Madison. No, nope. no, that's the thing is that like with uh, anyone, yeah, with, an- yeah, he's, with he's anyone, he's the only one who does. It's well, it's because he's fat. But there's this, this weird moment where he has this like wisdom when he's talking to Spencer about being like, yeah, that's the least romantic thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you remember that moment? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, Roderick's like you call gonna that be like flirting. He's gonna be like the expert on romance and like get all the ladies i would love that no and i think that (laughs) makes sense like i think it does make sense i feel but i feel like he doesn't even have to try it's like his voice and Mm -hmm. like he's got like a swagger to him Mm -hmm. but he's also kind of like he's kind of shy so that's also like another thing that draws i just i feel like i love this i could see an extroverted girl just like adopting him as her boyfriend just like yeah (laughs) We want to bet six, you know, and that could have been yes. really funny. And like, yes, taking care of your health is important, but a lie that diet culture tells you is that everyone should look the same and will look the same if all the right, right steps are taken. That just it isn't is true. Wrong. The other thing wrong. is like, 
I don't believe that these people, like these students, would actually make fun of him. I feel like they would try to bully him to be on the football team because he's got linebacker shoulders. Yeah. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. They would, they would, that's what they would do. They would peer pressure him into being like, dude, you got you to gotta join the football team. We need you. We suck. Yeah. Basically it's... what Glee did to everyone who joined Glee, except it's a football team. Yeah. Right, bully them into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just Black plant some drugs in their locker. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of sad. It's like a lot of times, like with sitcoms, it seems that that that, or at least what I've noticed, that, that like heavy men, they tend to be the comic relief, but like never really the hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like in at least in TV shows like Lee, it's like okay, the romantic plots usually go to more like the hero archetype rather than like comedic yeah. relief. But yeah, I mean in real life, it attraction is so specific and nuanced, and it just doesn't. Like in real life, you know, it, you nobody has to be. Obviously, people do, you know, treat very attractive people better, and that's a real problem. But at the same time, not everyone is attracted to like what the Hollywood standard is, yeah. or or, or yeah, like right. not just that, you know, like yeah. It, and shows like that make you think that everyone has the same exact conception of beauty, and it's just not. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just not really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I could see someone like Roderick, like he's he's not an uh, he's not uh, he's not unattractive. Like he's I could see kid. him yeah, no. people yeah. dating him. Like I could mm-hmm. see other people being like, I don't date, you know. But like, and people... he's a singer. Come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. He dresses catnip well. Yes, literally catnip for women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, he has dressed... nice hair. He has nice hair. He looks very clean, which obviously, but like Sue, I only noticed this because Sue said something about picking out pimples and bullet. And I'm like, that man does not have a pimple. No. No. Yeah. And so the most unrealistic part of any high school show. Nobody has zits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just erasure. <laughs> Zit erasure. Yeah. <laughs> and then Beast at one point kind of like snaps at people making fun of Roderick. But I'm like, Beast. Sheldon should not allow this. Like, I'm Sheldon sorry. Sheldon would be I'm, like, you need to join my football team. Like, I'm disappointed in Sheldon because I guess Sheldon's like, oh, like me and Sue are friends. But like to allow Sue to do this to someone, like as a child, and I was I had a strong respect for authority, I would have had I would have either mouthed off to that teacher or like told my parents. Right. Because I would have yeah. been horrified. Yeah. Because I, we talked about this, I talked about with someone recently with the idea of like innocence and that like children aren't innocent, but an aspect of innocence that's often overlooked is this idea of right and wrong that you haven't been jaded that like, oh, that's how the world works. You're like, oh no, that's not acceptable for someone to talk like that. Right. You know? Right. And that all those kids, there would be an asshole that would make fun of Roderick's weight, but that that entire class of twinks is like roasting him. Like that's people would be realistic. like, oh, that's really awful. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It it would be I'm you know, I, I'm sure him getting bullied is some if it were more realistic, it would be more subtle. Yeah. Like he yeah. would get bullied for like no reason. And then like maybe that would be underlying it, but I feel like people wouldn't really say that reason out loud. Not in front of everybody. Yeah. Like I can see. Like, because when, when people talk about boys will be boys and all that bullshit, like, I'm like, yes, there are boys that, like, like to torture people and are mean, but 
it's an assumption that all boys are like that and we're, they're told that that's okay and that's normal and that's something they should be like but i don't think that's inherently natural to be that level of cool mm-hmm. um yeah so like i often str- that's something i often struggle with in high school media and something i've employed in my own writing that i'm like wait that doesn't make sense that like everyone would just be like so vitriolically mean you right. know like i think a lot of people would be like oh like maybe in the 80s honestly i think in reagan's america yes but <laughs> well i feel like it's more um not everyone's mean but there's a couple people who are really mean and, and they're then vocal. they're vocal about it and then number one there's like bystander bystander effect yeah effect where nobody does anything and right. or you have a couple you have a few followers that just make it worse yeah so yeah, it's not that bullying doesn't happen, I guess I'm saying. It's just, just this whole situation is just so barbaric that I can't imagine, like, that no one would at least report this. Yeah. Be like, and then, that was fucked up. <laughs> and then the show reinforces it by yeah. being like, his storyline is not, oh, we're going to fight the bullies or we're going to stand up to them and prove to them that, like, he doesn't ha- he's literally, like, it's a it's a weight loss storyline. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you wanted to make it about health and weight loss, maybe he has a medical problem. Which I'm not saying this is a story, but if if I was given the task of writing health and weight loss, it'd be oh, I have a medical problem and I need help losing weight, and it's really hard because losing weight is hard. Yeah. You know. So like, and he turns to Spencer for like help again. That's not a storyline I really want to watch. But if someone no. asks me to write that with the end goal of him deciding to lose weight and diet, that's the storyline I would come up with. Yeah. Not, he needs to do it to prove that he can be a team player. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> that's really fucked up. That is very Los Angeles. Yeah. Very Erwan. So Erwan is a bougie grocery store in Los Angeles, but is named after a dystopian novel where uh, they view moral failings as like health failings and health failings as moral failings. So if you have a cough, you like pretend you're an alcoholic because that's acceptable, but having a cough is not acceptable. Like that's, it was, it was kind of a dry novel. I did not finish it, but I think it's very funny <laughs> that the bougiest like grocery store in LA is named after that <laughs> dystopia mm. because LA is like child predator. I mean, at least you're not fat. <laughs> oh, oh. absolutely too true. Yeah, the thing is, I do think we, like, as a society, we do attribute a lot of morality to health. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was walking by, I was in Cleveland yesterday, I walked by this one restaurant, and I've been there before, like, it's pretty good, they have a lot of, like, different, like, vegetarian and vegan options, mm-hmm. they're very sort of hipster, Um, and they had a sign out front, and I've seen this a few times, like, on social media, but it's like, being healthy is hard, being unhealthy is hard, choose your hard, and it's like, not it's not that simple like not everybody can choose to be healthy like I work with sick people I see sick people all the time and like yeah you know I I do wish like for example people would quit smoking (laughs) that's like the biggest thing but like it's not always a choice like sometimes bad Mm -hmm. things happen to to like good or or just neutral people and it's like it's not that that easy we also live in a society that like monetizes everything so in order to be quote-unquote healthy you have to spend money on it like a lot a lot of money it's cheaper to eat unhealthy with this is we're a reverse of the olden days it used to be like 
the rich people weighed more and the poor people weighed less. But now it's because of a lack of FDA regulations. Um, that is not the case. It's the opposite because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I don't think a bunch of boys in an Ohio gym class would all look like they worked at Abercrombie. You know, like there'd be mm-hmm. a few, but like, no. and even then, I'm not saying they'd all be over, like, it's just they wouldn't all have six packs, which are very hard to achieve, very hard to maintain. Most Hollywood actors do not have them all year round. Like they have to like dehydrate to do that. Yeah, Marvel actors they have to prep for those scenes, and like Chris Evans is probably always in decent shape, but like the shape he's in in a Captain America movie isn't his default. He has to like amp up for that. Yeah, it's. I mean, that in itself is unhealthy. Yeah, and that's what we're looking at is being the healthiest peak condition. No, no, no. And it's never brought up when people don't want to drink alcohol. <laughs> you know, it's never brought because alcohol is just sugar. Well, it's a lot, of, but like it's mainly sugar. Like there are times when mm-hmm. I've been sick from alcohol, not from being hungover, but just like it's like if I ate six Ugh. cupcakes, I wouldn't feel good. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, it, it is. Ugh, it just pisses me off so much that there's there's some nuance in that. Roger gets to call Spencer a dick a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that's how it was going to go. I was like, oh, good. He's like, he's sticking up for himself. But then it it didn't, like, essentially at the end, like, Spencer is kind of rewarded for the way he treated Roderick. And it's like, it. I didn't like that. Yeah. And Roderick uh, also, well, we're not to that scene, but there's There's a scene that felt, if you feel very boomer Hollywood does not feel okay with allowing someone to remain fat. Yeah. That is a moral failing to them. Sue, and I'm just gonna start spoilers, throughout the series uh, is never, will never be completely like in prison as she should be. You know, like she's never completely punished. She's punished in degrees, but like to the level of her villainy, which involves child abuse. We see it on screen multiple times, her physically assaulting minors as well as adults. Yeah. You know, like that is not as bad to them as being fat. Like that mm. is allowed, like they still think of it as bad, but it's allowed to exist in society. Right. So where are we in the story? So we... right, we're just, but that's, well, that's yeah, because I was like trying to figure out like where. So we're we in that wanna... first scene. So then. Uh, are we doing Roderick and Spencer right yeah, now? Yeah, we're doing Roderick and Spencer. Okay. So there's scenes where like. He's like, hey, you need to like get in shape because we're on the glee club together. He like comes up to him and I thought he was about to be like, oh, what Sue did was not okay. And he's like, hey, right. like, yep. you need to get in shape. You can't dance. You can't do choreography. You're not a team player. And not like, fair because nobody ride. can do choreography in that club. No, absolutely not. Even the skinny people. I'm like, yeah. mm. except for mm-hmm. Brittany. She's yeah. the well- only one. But Brittany technically not in the club, so that's That's even worse. She's not gonna be competing. Yeah, it's and so he's just call it, and then Spencer or Roderick's just like, "Yeah, you're a dick," and he just Mm kind of walks off, and he's like, "Stop eating those gummy bears." Yeah. Um. You know what I would do? I would take those gummy bears and shove them down his throat. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not usually this person. Yeah. I would take the gummy bear bag and I would hold it up and then I would take one gummy bear out 
And then I would put it in my mouth as I'm watching Spencer and I chew it up and I'd eat it. And then I do another one. And I would very chew it slowly and spit it on his clothing. No, that's a waste of a gummy bear. <laughs> Maybe just like lick it and stick it on his forehead. Yes. Okay. That one I like. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, this awful man, this awful, awful child. Um, yeah. So then he, but then Spencer sees. Roderick talking to Billy Eilish's brother. And he's like, that that long-haired, that aerial-haired man. Have we hot. did we talk about the scene where Spencer is like pining after him? This is where he like looks in. This well, is where he's pining. He so doesn't he have the, a scene before that? Is like where there, he's like singing about him or something? That's later, yeah. So, but when they're doing like the presidential fitness thing. <laughs> I think this is like in part of the first, like the first sequence. Oh yeah, we definitely get the he's, idea that he's he's like um, holding the feet down for this. Uh, Isn't it yeah. Alistair? Alistair. Isn't yeah. it him in that scene? Like he's like he's doing the crunches. Yeah. Yes, and, and then like, every time he comes up, Spencer has this weird, silly grin so on his creepy. face. I'm yeah. sorry, that was really that creepy. That is creepy because when you're holding someone like that, you can you can look up their shorts. I, I don't do that because that's creepy, but I would like you, you focus on like kind of like eye contact or looking away. Like you do things to make it not weird. Yes. It's like, it's like if you're helping someone who's sick and they need help <sighs> getting dressed, you're not going to like stare at their new, you're going to like talk yeah. or like, you know, there's ways to make, exactly. you just do it to make it not weird. But like, so if someone's like it weird. grinning he at you, made you're it weird. like, yeah. Mm, what? Like, I think I'm gonna stay down here in this position. <laughs> so that's when yeah, we that. we notice that he has like a crush on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who he has not talked to. No, before. and we don't know who he is. Yeah, he has the same name. The only other time I've heard this name, I think, is a character in the Ever After a High franchise who is supposed to be the son of Alice in Wonderland. Alistair uh, Crowley. Alistair. You've never heard of Alistair Crowley? Yeah. What's that? He's oh, like from um, Harry Potter. <laughs> he's Harry Potter, but I mean, also historically, he's um like uh one of the founders of a a type of Satanism. Very kind uh, of a famous yes, person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Isn't there an Alistair in Harry Potter though? Is that his name? I don't think it's Alistair Crowley, but Alistair. Uh, that's a Mad Eye Moody. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, um, well, this is random, but in Wonder Woman 1984, um, Pedro Pascal's son is named Alistair. Mm-hmm. There's the an Alistair. He yells it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calling all Alistairs. Whether I actually from... kind of like the name, to be honest. Really? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> no, it's not a bad name. If I'm writing like a I mythical a medieval or 1800s y thing, <laughs> sure, Alistair. Yeah. But if I'm writing an Ohio teen, Sorry, his name's uh, yeah. Kyle. There are no other names. It's like, yeah, name yeah. it's like your parents are stoners. I'm sorry they gave you that name. I mean, yeah. I think Alistair's a stoner. I think he's... Oh, absolutely. He's For stoner, sure. He's stoner Brett's younger brother. It's canon. It's oh canon. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. They both have long hair too, right? Yeah. They kind of look similar long hair in mm-hmm. beanies. That's the same beanie. Yeah. Yeah. He stole it from Brothers. his brother. You ever see me without this hat? No, that's weird, Jughead. Um, <laughs> well, his real name is Phineas, which isn't much better. 
yeah i mean at least be fur but uh that's yeah <laughs> the green hair and all the green hair it's an irish name phineas is an irish name that's uh, true yeah they're, yeah. Yeah, they're very irish that family yeah so they're uh yeah he's staring up alistair shorts whatever so then he sees Alistair and he's like figures out that Roderick and Alistair are friends which is honestly maybe the smartest choice Glee has made all season and that I'm like I believe these two people would be friends sure yeah <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and so he basically comes in and is like hey buddy we're all pals this is Danny Zuko levels of cringe I always struggle you know the scene in Greece where Sandy's like Danny he's like oh Sandy and then he's like oh wait yeah i've just been like rocking yeah. and rolling and it's so bad the acting is so yeah. bad Sorry, I love it. but <laughs> don't apologize to him he's a scientologist yeah, no. from oh. ocala florida don't apologize to him yeah i mean he has had a pretty bad couple of years so oh really didn't his well kid he die? lost his son and then oh, his wife sucks. died yeah kelly uh that's right um yeah kelly preston is that her name that sounds yeah right condolences um but your acting in greece wasn't my favorite but anyways at least it's iconic you know what at least greece has the dignity to be an iconic movie um this episode of glee not so much uh so yeah so roderick is basically what and then he's like look at the sorry i was working out look at the gun show as if that's ever worked that's something people do as a joke yeah you know like like joke flirting it's like those fake pickup lines that or the media like we're we're making fun of that person who's like trying to like johnny bravo their way through the situation yeah like i feel like this was somewhat genuine like we were supposed to like be like oh yeah look at you go and Mm -hmm. also it's just like He's just like, I need to get out of here. He's like, I left something in my locker. Because yeah, how that else was so res- obvious that he's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Also, okay, I know this is postmodern gay and we've defeated homophobia in the Glee universe, but unless you're in a gay space, you don't really just come up to a random man or boy, they're boys, but like, and yeah. just start doing that you know there's subtler ways i could see like a gay boy trying to suss out if he's gay or like you know or like even just being like oh yeah let me like doing some kind of bend and snap bullshit you know like i could see that but like just straight up being like look at the gun show which is like painfully obvious even in like straight situations let alone again you know like yeah i'm just like this makes no sense well it was like oddly it coded because it's a really cringy way to hit on someone, but I couldn't tell because this is the believers that if Alistair left because he was feeling uncomfortable because he wasn't gay or because he was like uncomfortable with being hit on. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is Ohio and hate crimes happen everywhere. So people are generally a little more careful. Um mm-hmm yikes uh so then roderick is like uh what was that that was horrifying yeah this is where he's like you call that flirting (laughs) he's like that is the least romantic thing i've ever seen he's like was that you flirting and see 
there's something to this storyline and I like the idea that Roderick's like that's embarrassing for you that Spencer is all fat phobic on on his high horse and Spencer's like yeah you still get no bitches you know like no one is into you because your personality sucks and you're awkward and like you're so obsessed with yourself um Mm -hmm. yeah because I don't I've never seen Spencer with a friend but Roderick Mm -hmm. has one that's more than Mm -hmm. most of the characters in Glee do he has mm-hmm. one friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only Sam has a friend. That's it. Sam and Blaine are friends. <laughs> like, so it's like anyway. So Alice. So he's like, uh, he's like, I'll help you with the fitness test. I think this is another scene, but I'm just you know. And he's like, I'll help you with the fitness test if you help me with Alistair. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then I I don't understand why the fitness test was important he's fat oh because sue says he won't pass she's okay oh, i missed I miss that. that yeah i missed that too yeah um pretty sure people can graduate high school in this country barely being able to read so i don't think climbing a rope should be your priority you know yeah well, just saying Again, I listened to a Jordan Peterson lecture. People can get advanced degrees with less knowledge of what they're talking about than a 12-year-old with a public library card. You know, mm-hmm. so like, why does he need to climb a rope, Sue? So then he's, he's he's biggest losering. I think that's, I didn't even think of that, but that's so accurate. I remember watching The Biggest Loser with my mom while eating ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, no, like... <laughs> that's what literally like that's what um I know it from too is like my when we lived with my aunt, uh she loved the show because she was someone who got like gastric bypass and she lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight, but then she like gained it back. And like that's what we ended up doing. Like she loved that show, but she ate ice cream during it. It's like this is this is ironic. Well, it's <laughs> most people on the biggest loser do gain the weight back. Yeah, it's because they're the what they're doing i don't want to get into another psa but like they're not focusing on lifestyle changes it's literally a competition to lose weight so you get money and that's like you're not actually changing things that you need to be changing in order to actually sustain plus also they're working out every single day they have access to trainers they have access to like super healthy foods and it's like they're isolated from their friends and family who like might pressure them or like influence their life it's it's so the bachelor nuanced. of weight loss because yeah. how people can <laughs> like yeah you can fall in love when you're in a mansion and you go on these incredible dates and you have your pick of 20 women you know i don't know even know how many you know or 20 men if it's the bachelorette and you get to pick whoever you like and you know that's not how you don't live in a mansion i, I mean a lot of people in the bachelor maybe do but like <laughs> IRL, most people aren't living in mansions, wearing designer gowns, going on helicopter rides, you know, like right. that's not how most people fall in love, mm-hmm. you know. But that's, that's how even... you and Rafa fell in love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, even Disney characters are like falling in love in trauma most of the time. Like that's it's yeah. just such an unrealistic. He has a trauma tra- trauma bond trauma with bond. people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how real love works. Exactly. Most Uh, like action science fiction and fantasy too, I feel like like Star Wars is like that. Like most people fall in love in like a a crisis situation. Yep. Yeah, because that's when you learn who you can count on. (laughs) You know, like you know, that's bonds are forged. But like, yeah, so like but again, most people aren't like Tinder isn't like the Bachelor, and that's and life isn't like 
biggest loser like you'll be going to birthday parties and thanksgivings going out to eat just in general like you're having to make choices every single day and that like you have to like be able to train yourself essentially to like make these choices are quote unquote better like even they help you reach a certain goal like that's it's neutral it's just neutral even when you someone you know even when I try and work out every day and I can pack my gym bag the night before and still sleep too late you know and then like have uh like you know then I can't work out that day and it could just be because the season changed and it's getting darker or you know like Mm -hmm. whatever I was up 10 minutes later the night before but you know it's just so many things can happen and yes discipline is powerful but like the they're not teaching you to be disciplined in your real life circumstances where we have a job we have to show up at a certain time yeah you know, yeah. that's a big and thing. And you have expectations of like family, you know, if you, especially those people, a lot of those people had kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, what are you going to do when like your kid like leaves like half their mac and cheese on their plate and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to waste it. That's wasteful. So then you like eat it. It's like, oh, well, I fucked up. It's like, yeah. You have not to, training you to handle certain situations. You have to drive your kid to school in the morning and then get to work. Like, yeah. are you gonna? And then at, at when you pick them up, you take them to soccer practice. You have to help with homework. You have to clean the house. You are have you to make dinner. Food prep for four hours so you can make super healthy meals to have them. No, like it's just like that's why that show's not on anymore. It's because yeah. everyone's like, wait a second, this is a fraud. Yeah, I'm waiting. Every once in a while, someone will talk to me about The Bachelor, like it's something relevant that I should be concerned <laughs> about, and I'm like, wait, it's still. Why is it still on? Yeah. Why is it still hot? Speaking of a on. show that was on since like 2004 and is still going. Yeah. <sighs> I think they should do like a middle class version of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And it's like, you have to go grocery shopping with this person. Mm. And you have, you have to, to go like, on a, a flight with them. You have to yeah. board a oh flight with them. <laughs> yes. And then you the have flight to gets canceled. It can't, road. it cannot be first class. It has to be. Nope. You're in coach. coach. Yeah. You're, actually, yeah. you're yeah. the back of the flight and that flight is taking place in january yep yeah in the midwest yeah i want and i want them all to be like you know we we all love watching hot people they can be like midwest eight to tens you know which is like people say that's like an la sick that's already gross to rape people (laughs) but like just like i'm an indiana 12 (laughs) just like normal looking attractive people and like watch them do things there was i saw a tiktok the other day that said tiktok is big is breaking people's brains because you aren't meant to see this many attractive people on a regular basis she was like <laughs> helen of troy probably in la7 she launched a thousand <laughs> ships because she was such a big deal because people didn't see that many hot people <laughs> yeah that's yeah. really funny she didn't have like like a extended jaw like a was the Habsburgs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was really what I mean. That really predates it, but you know, it is funny sometimes when you're like, look, oh, this is Philip the Fair, and you're like, oh. mm, fair, <laughs> interesting. Not that's not a fair assessment. You ever yeah. wonder too if like, I mean, because in fairy tales and things, oh, the the prince or the princess, like they're they're gorgeous, and I part of me wonders, it's like, well, maybe it's just because like they had enough food growing up and they don't have rickets, like everybody <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how yeah, Sleeping Beauty had magic. It was whatever that fairy thought was hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so yeah, it's just this this glee bullshit, whatever. And then uh so he's like, yeah, he's yelling at Roderick, and Roderick's like, this isn't helping. Like Roderick, that's the thing, is Roderick is down. Roderick is like, okay, we'll do this, but he's like, that's not gonna help me. And Spencer's like, Oh, you whining? And he's like, I've heard this my whole life. Which again points to genetics. It points to the kind of food he may or may not have access to. And like when I was never like a super skinny child, like, you know, so like I know it wasn't not everyone starts off at the same level. And I think weight is something people don't see the isms as much as like the racism, you know, so people are more willing to act like we all we all start the same way. But that's not true. That's not true Mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, and like what's a healthy weight for one person could be an unhealthy weight for another you know like there's just so much nuance so like i think it is interesting that roger's like i've heard this my whole life this is bullshit like i don't want to deal with your verbal abuse and he's like i'm trying to be tough love and roger's like it's not working and then roger storms off and he's like you're a quitter and like you're fat whatever and will sees it and is like are you okay because that's that's the most will ever does when he sees bullying is be like are you okay which is like acceptable behavior for like another high school student but as the teacher he should be he's not a teacher he's just hanging out weirdly in this school true (laughs) right but like as the adult yeah you know will has failed every episode of what would you do you know that show where they like do those weird stick like glee has those situations and those characters most of them fail like i think kurt has maybe stood up for people a couple times finn sam again white males it's classic yeah um santana stood up for kurt and blaine to for tkrosky um, and she said she kept razor blades in her hair. Uh, yeah, so, but Spencer is just like, Ugh. and then uh, he's like, ah, you better hand a, hand a, uh, like, complete your end of the bargain. And I'm like, you didn't complete your end of the bargain, Spencer. I know! <laughs> you didn't do anything. I thought maybe when uh, Roderick was telling him off, we would have seen some sort of um, twist in the storyline where Spencer is trying to figure out how to be a better teacher or coach or friend no it didn't happen i wanted alistair to see spencer doing that yeah Yeah. i'd be like oh look a potentially verbally abusive partner drama i'm gonna get out now consequences yeah yeah no bully in glee ever really faces consequences except for maybe karofsky and that's because he's that um right yeah so uh anyways they're like then spencer is pining over alistair and he ruins the cure that's my favorite cure song friday i'm in love and he just he sings it and it's like it's embarrassing it's not even that bad of a cover it was just very cringy the lip singing is so bad it's so bad and his dancing around i was like yeah i miss jake (laughs) i don't know Yeah. (laughs) yeah Even, like, Ryder, I don't know, like, your song was good, you know? But, like, he's just, it's just not good. And, like, he's also just, like, watching. They're, like, doing sit-ups, and he's, like, staring at him like a murderer. Oh, this is where that is. Creepy. 
Yeah, and then at it one... happens twice actually. Yeah, oh, and then damn. one of the shots, Spencer's just shirtless while, while they're doing that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yes, when they're next to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else is shirtless. Let, let's just put that him. Up. Just him. He's uh, trying to flex, literally. Yeah, and it does make me think of everyone's while you see like a tic tac or something tic tac tic tac especially the orange you'll see someone's doing like a joke at the gym or something and like one person is shirtless and i'm like i'm pretty sure you have to wear a shirt in the gym right yeah sanitary mm-hmm. this is People a post- are sweaty yeah Ugh. that's why one of the reasons i got the monkeypox vaccine was because i was like sweat is a way it's transferred yeah, and if you I, go to the gym. Yeah. So. Yeah, because people don't wipe down machines properly. No. Well, because half the time people. what they give you is just like a towel or like a paper towel and like the lightest spray. Yeah, it's like barely disinfectant. Like. Yeah, it's like watered down. It's just like vodka. They're just like, here's some cherry vodka and a Purell dispenser. Go. Uh. <laughs> No, they just they just put some water in the Tito's bottle and then screw the spray bottle top on it. <laughs> that would probably work better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then he's dancing around the choir room and they're like, oh, that might not be good. Maybe you could do something with someone like Roderick. Or... And this was the moment that I realized they were trying to find a song for the bar mitzvah and that that song was something that Spencer was suggesting and then I was expecting more songs from other people no (laughs) no yeah and I just one time I was reading a book we're getting all over the place to speak whatever I was reading a book and when I ended it it was like a fantasy book a YA and I ended it and like this song started playing in my head like credits were rolling like she was like you owe me a new harp and then it like panned up and the birds flew by and it started like I'm like how dare you ruin this song and now this book Spencer postmodern <laughs> gay uh and yeah so he's like he's not even a team player. Why do we have to do... And instead of being like, um, how is he not a team player? He was the first person on this team. He shows up to every rehearsal. He is he, the team player. He he's planned, Tina. He's the Tina. He planned mm-hmm. a fucking wedding for two people he didn't know. You know, like, he's a team player. And, uh, but it's because pulling your weight or like, literally on Glee, they did this with Mercedes that like, if you're fat, you're not like, contributing to the team mm-hmm. yeah again team sports where yep. i developed my eating disorder uh and part of that was because uh my coach had beef with my brother and so he didn't want to teach me things but i didn't know how to do certain things hmm. that seems really horrible yeah that's why i like being the older sibling because <laughs> nobody knows you you just have to, your brother just had to deal with all the beef. Oh, they, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody had beef with me. Everyone just remembered me as being the the quiet one who was good at drawing. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it was. I got your brother and they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. My brother was much more of an extrovert than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I but does he of... have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he does not. He does <laughs> not have there a podcast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people either had beef with my brother or I think were secretly in love with him because they're like very kind mm-hmm. of oddly jealous that I got to be his brother and like sleep in the same room as him. And I was like, 
I was very confused. I was like, it's not exciting. <laughs> like, he's not that's a bad brother. Like that's just really like, weird. Yeah, like, it's, it was this weird kind of stuff. They're like, how could you be his brother? I'm like, I don't know, because we have the same parents. That's like, right. Is that a choice? That's, yeah. that's yeah, weird. Colin. And the funny thing is, these people were not his friends. They were not people he liked hanging out with. You know, his friends were nice to me. Yeah. You know, like, so weird. Uh, okay. Um, I hate fat phobia. Uh, and so, yeah, he, so Spencer, so Roderick is like, you're a dick, which is deserved because he is mm-hmm. a dick. And Rachel's like, yeah. oh. and I'm like, <laughs> well, the whole, that whole conversation actually feels so much more realistic than some of the other conversations that we've seen the Glee Club have in that when Roderick says, oh, you're a dick, I can see a high school student actually just saying that instead yeah. of like Santana going off and, uh, you Doing know, her rants. Yeah, like that was mean, but it's Santana and it didn't really feel real. Um, yeah. This felt real to me. Well, because I though in one of the rants, Lauren was like, actually, you're just a bitch. Which again, mm-hmm. sounds like something a real high schooler would say. If someone went mm-hmm. on a rant saying that Artie should have his legs removed and like Tina needs an ID slanting, I'd be like, oh my God, you suck. Like, just <laughs> like, it makes sense that if someone's like, you can't pull your weight, blah, 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 just be like, you're a dick. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so they're like, we need to be, work together as a team, blah, blah, blah. This storyline, jump ahead to the uh, bar mitzvah and the the demon terror child is like trapped in his Fabergé pod, um, which I I at least thought was going to be a tribute to Lady Gaga entering on an egg. It wasn't, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is just like a hokey elevator in like a 1930s vaudeville show, but okay. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, he, they're like, oh, someone needs to climb this rope. And oh, like, I hated this scene. That was this so- was so planted. <laughs> and I no, was like, like, also an, an, an even bigger liability because those ropes are not meant to be climbed. They're meant no, to be pulled to move shit no, down. Absolutely. And and like and absolutely someone who's no the biggest one, guy no why one would, would climb a rope like that because you could die like that's yeah. that's uh very 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 dangerous everything backstage is dangerous so when kitty said why don't we just find a ladder i was like ladder. yes kitty listen to and, kitty. Then, and then i was like why did they not just find the ladder yeah it's they know it's dumb because kitty's like there's gotta be a ladder around here yeah i at work when people want adult employees want a ladder and they ask me for a ladder i have to be like no it's a liability we can't do that because mm-hmm. they could get injured he's yeah. on mm-hmm. school property doing a school function and his principal because sue's there yeah she's like do it yeah and so is will will is, well yeah. i guess he doesn't work there anymore, and rachel who yeah rachel, everyone is like but literally all of on. the coach coach beast is there like there's literally so many adults there I'm just so worried with these children. Like, no one is protecting them. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And then and he manages like, to do it just because Spencer's like, you can do it. And Roderick in his head is like, I believe I can. But this is after literally, like, Spencer called him a, or Roderick called him a dick. And I'm like, okay, so they're not talking. And Spencer's like, oh, I'm going to help you. And I'm like, I thought you guys were having beef. I'm confused. And then Roderick's like, okay. 
I'm like, what it is made this no writing? sense. It no. made no sense. It was yeah. way too convenient. A season of character development slammed into one episode yes. yes also a season of working out for roderick because he just shimmies up that rope like it's nothing yeah, yeah that's yeah. a miracle right there it could have this at the very least biggest loser who three <laughs> it could have been three episodes i could believe spencer it's glee i know it's fast sure. but like you know and then so he helps him and then they're like he sees Alistair playing a ukulele and I was like, of course he's playing a fucking ukulele. I saw the same thing. <laughs> Very 2015. Uh, so he comes up and is like, oh, like, do you try and catch me perform? And he's like, or like oh, you saw me perform? And he's like, yeah, they, uh, Roderick said you guys were performing the bar mitzvah and he told me how like nice you've been to him and how helpful. And I'm like, when? Like when he in the literally timeline. just called him nope. a dick. There's no way <laughs> yep. that he could have told us. He would have told us like, yeah, I called him a dick. Yeah. That's, well, that's and then I was like, are they implying that Roderick lied for him? Why would he do that? Oh, right. interesting. Because that's where my brain went. I was like, oh, Roderick <laughs> lied. And I know, to help him out. But that would make him a bad friend to Alistair. <laughs> But a good friend to Spencer. And Spencer's who we're supposed to care about. And so uh -huh. Spencer's like, I don't know, they do some flirting. And Alistair says, like, Spencer's really, like, super duper hot. And I'm like, is he? Again, beauty subjective, right? Me, mm -hmm. anyone. But um, I mean, maybe he smells good. We don't know. This, <laughs> this is, again, this is what I've called the ugly stepsister syndrome in that when people have a terrible personality, you don't see them as beautiful. You maybe see them as hot, but you don't see them as beautiful. Beauty, we just, the way it's developed in our current lexicon is we kind of see it as an inside and out thing. Hotness or sexiness is physical, but like beauty kind of involves both. And maybe that's right. what's happening. But like, I'm like, this man is like average. He, he doesn't have good hair. And no, I hate his hair. I do one. I like a smile but that's about it and the only time I saw it during this episode was in this conversation yeah and it because a lot of times he has this like scowl or he's angry maybe yeah. that's it mm -hmm. so I'm like most of the other glee guys I'm like yeah they're attractive but I'm like mm, no Spencer then, never smiles yeah yeah we should tell him to smile more we should tell him to smile <laughs> Hannah yeah the the how I used to get it was the old woman at work telling me I should iron my clothes because it's such a shame because I'm so attractive uh yeah uh, <laughs> sorry that's funny <laughs> yeah it is it's not okay no but it's it's, I think what that taught me is that I think sometimes when you talk about power structures, it's assumed that it's inherent to the kind of person when it's the reality is when people like you could reverse sexism. Like, I don't think it really exists in the way people, but you know, like if society had developed in a way where only women were in charge, there would be sexism against men because in situations where they have the control and they feel comfortable, they'll exert it just, but the reality is in most situations, most environments, men are the majority men have control so that's why they're being sexist to women you know oh, it's God. like yeah like if mm -hmm. like any if any particular group has the power in the situation they will use it against others most of the time 
Um, yeah, which is why I was regularly sexually harassed at work. Um, but okay, so yeah, whatever. They oh, they kiss because Spencer just like grabs him and pulls him in, and I'm like, that was not a romantic kiss. Mm-mm. It was just like, yeah. Uh, it was like a bad spin the bottle experience. That's what it was giving. Like it landed on Spencer and Alistair. You got a kiss, and one of them's like, uh, and the other ones are like, Ugh. yeah. I don't ever <laughs> get the sense that like Alistair's really interested until like after the kiss, I guess. Or like, there's a little bit. It's like, I don't think it's enough to like be like, oh yeah, there's consent here to grab him and kiss him. You know? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. You know, the media of film gave us a Spider-Man kiss. It can do better than this, you know? You mean the original Spider-Man trilogy, I hope. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire <laughs> and, uh, uh, I was like Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Kristen Wiig as that character, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Which is like, sorry. <laughs> that's such a deep cut. Uh, but that's such a romantic kiss. You know, you can do great things with visual mediums that are perceived by the eyes. This is a visual medium perceived by the eyes, and the eyes mean no likey. Uh, yeah. So whatever, I guess they're together now. He's clapping during the final performance, and he joins the Glee Club. Spencer's like, you need to join the Glee Club. And he's like, I don't want to be a loser. And then he's like, uh, but we get to like spend time together. And somehow... Oh. Yeah, they're still losers. I don't understand how they yeah. are. No but, one's okay. been bothering them this season. Yeah, maybe it's just because Sue tried to like stamp them out of existence. They, Wouldn't that? I feel like that would make them like rebels, and you'd want to yeah. be part of this club. <laughs> yeah, like everyone would want to be part of Glee Club because they're they're like against Sue. Yeah, stick it to the person that caned your brother. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I think we're just so disconnected with this student body. We have mm-hmm. no idea what they feel like. Compared to, we would have, like, a general pulse. Um, I mean, even though the Glee Club was always nominated on prom court, but, like, Bananas. yeah. Uh, such losers, you know, yeah, nominated so, for prom. Which is, I think you could have done a really funny storyline where they, like, about how they re- always think they're losers, but they're not. Like in Lit in Thirty Rock, when Liz Lemon goes back to her high school reunion, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you showed up here!" And she's like, "I was like the fun nerd, and like, you were a bully. You were, you so were a bully." Because yeah. <laughs> I think the reality is, especially when you're thinking of your formative years, to someone you were their friend and someone who's really nice, and to someone you were probably a dick. You know, like yeah. that's just. Mm-hmm. In varying degrees, depending on what kind of person you are. Katie, like... you were not a dick. I can promise that. <laughs> oh, I hope Katie, not. Katie was notoriously probably the nicest person in our grade. Notoriously the notoriously. nicest person. <laughs> well, I mean, there are only 70 of us. So, you know. 69. Yeah, that's right. Because two people dropped out. And we were like, nice. <laughs> dropped uh, out weeks before we graduated, too. Just want to say that. Um, wait, anyway. who dropped out? uh oh, sorry I, I honestly don't even remember who it was I, it was two boys i think okay. mm. um it's bad i'm starting to forget like last names and stuff actually oh, to be honest yeah. first names i'm forgetting yep. 
Yep, Wait, you literally. knew the names of all 70 people? Well, here's the other thing is that we went basically from kindergarten through 12th grade together. That was the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, I, uh, I still would not know. Old. No. Like, we've literally, oh my God, we've literally known each other for like over 20 years. I know. That's, that's so crazy. Wild. But I mean, most of those, that's the other thing is like most of those kids we've known since we were like yeah. really, really little. So that's right. why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I could probably list most of the 12 people I, I mean, graduated you know- with. Yeah, I was gonna say you know everyone that you went to school with, right? <laughs> but like, you still I think talk to your like... teacher. I mean, it's really cringe. Going. <laughs> well, when I think of even like the kids I grad, like my graduating class, like right. I can remember most of them, except there are always a couple that came out of the woodwork for graduation, and you'd be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great part about being homeschooled is when I hear Kesha's TikTok, I can think of the the first place I heard it was church. Spencer and Alistair are in the Glee Club now, or Alistair's in the Glee Club and with Spencer. Um, sure. And Roderick is like, thanks, man. I'm losing weight and eating healthy, even though I still sneak a few Cheetos before bed. Naughty. I hated that line so much. I was like, just eat Cheetos. If you want Cheetos, eat them. And maybe just don't do it before bed. Yeah, you're like a heartburn. Well, maybe yeah. not at 16, but <laughs> yeah. 28. Later. Absolutely. My diet tip, because I'm in LA, so people were talking about diets all the time. What I always say, because this is what a nutritionist kind of told me, is that it's better to focus on the foods you should be eating. You know, like, I need to eat this many vegetables or this much dairy, because, you know, she was like, actually, you do need to eat dairy. That's a lie that they tell you you don't. You know, like, depending, like, something in that food group. You know, she was like, oh, and, like, fruit, and, like, focus on I'm going to have this many servings of this, and then you're just going to be less hungry for the other things. So it's less, if you only focus on restriction... You know, I think, I mean, that's, I think that's why the diet that I'm doing right now works is because I have to focus on eating nine cups of vegetables and fruits a day. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. And then and you then don't want full. anything else. Yeah. Because the vegetables are very filling. Yeah. Well, yeah, depending not, on the vegetable. Depending but... on the vegetable. That's what, it's like salad, like iceberg lettuce has no nutritional value. Like if you eat yeah. a bunch of that, like, whatever, but like carrots, I lived off those in grad school. Also, I had an eating yes. disorder, so it wasn't super healthy, yeah. but I, at least they were food, you know, and I felt comfortable eating them. Um, And lots of head class with one professor where I didn't feel comfortable eating that day at all. (sighs) Okay, where are we? Uh, Mason, I guess, his little storyline. My favorite part about Mason is I couldn't list three character traits. (laughs) I I can identify him. Brown hair, (laughs) Caucasian, twin, cheerleader. Cheerleader. What does he like? Breadsticks, Jane. Jane, yeah, that's right. He likes Jane. He likes like... Jane. We know that <laughs> he likes eating carbs and um... the things that we learn about him <laughs> is that his sister is toxic. We learn about yes, we, we learn character. about yeah, we learn about his sister. Nothing can even really be inferred. Like it's just kind of like, is he kind? Is he mean? does he love cheerleading does he not you know like does he like to dance like nothing like i know like these glee characters aren't the most complicated characters uh and especially a lot of high school shows rely on archetypes but he's not even an archetype so i'm like i don't even know the one that you know it could have been fixed if you know if he had some sort of hobby that he wanted to do other you know except jane is the object of his affection if it had been anything else we would learn about him right 
or if he wanted to do a quirky activity with Jane. Yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. No, he loves eating. You're right. Carbs. Carbs are his hobby. Yeah. Breadsticks. Carbs are his hobby. Not specifically the food, but talking about the restaurant. Yeah. But presumably they have lots of carbs. And then he was like, "Hey, let's go get pizza." Those are his his spicy they activities. Can't eat. Maybe he wants to go to an arcade. Maybe he likes picnic. Maybe he loves crafts. He wants to take it to a craft show. That'd yeah, go pottery painting. Yeah, color me mine. Remember when we were looking up what color me mines were available? <laughs> yep. He could even do like a, a pottery class because the movie Ghost taught Ghost. us that that's sexy. <laughs> oh boy. And Glee, and Glee did. did they Glee did, did a it. reference to that. Um, yeah. With uh, Marley, Marley and, and Jake. Jake <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> They're both just bodies in the Hurt Locker being cut up, I assume. Yeah, so he's, yeah, basically this plot is just like he wants to do a duet with Jane they announce that they're gonna do duets or they need to find songs for the bar mitzvah. And Madison is on his face. Excuse me, blah, 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 we gotta do this. And, blah, 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 blah. and he's just like, oh, this shrew keeps talking. And uh, that's basically, we get a few scenes of that because like he is asking Jane, oh, we should go to bread six because she's upset that she got a C on her math test. And I'm like, that's rough. Like, what's going on with Jane? Um, and then Madison. She's average, so average, and Madison is just like, I'm sorry, we can't go to bed six. You're on a like she controls his diet, and then, yeah, she's super annoying, and it was it was like an unhealthy toxic. relationship, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I understand what Kitty meant about you know maybe it's the flowers <laughs> in the attic situation. Oh gosh, well, he takes Spencer and Roderick into the locker room where the whenever they do a boy talk it's always in the locker room uh, girls don't have a locker room girls don't girls don't play the girls sports bathroom. they don't play yeah. sports or sweat no yeah. right we don't, we don't so, smell we don't yeah. poop no. if you wear your cheerleading cheerleading uniform for practice you wear that all day you wear that every day to everything mm-hmm. yep. yeah actually if you, if you put a cheerleading <laughs> outfit on you are automatically a size two yep yeah you immediately just that's shrink. how it works yep Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's like, I have a question about Jane, blah, blah. and then uh, they're like, you're not dating your sister? And he's like, I'm like, wait, I'm serious. And it's like, you think he's... That's the thing. Like, if you thought someone was actually dating your sister, you would not, their sister, you would not be chill about it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Even in the wild world of Game of Thrones, no one was chill about that situation. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, "You, so one of you needs to ask Madison out so I can have time with Jane. And then Spencer's like, well, it can't be me. And Roderick's like, you just said she's crazy. But I'm like, why did he even bring Spencer into this conversation? And Spencer's like, women are weird. And I don't want to be part of this conversation. Like, you're the worst no, kind of gay says, man. Uh, women are weird, mysterious creatures, and I'm bored. Something like that. Yes. And I was like wow that is um deeply offensive but also somewhat of an interesting line from him because you know he's a postmodern gay but you would think that he would also be like a feminist but no he's a misogynist mm-hmm. yeah like a he lot is, in the gay community yeah he's, it exists. That, he's that kind of gay yeah uh he is uh, not so progressive after not all. so progressive he is an 1800s literature you know gay. probably yeah. wouldn't actually say that and has had to deal with rachel kurt 
Kurt probably wouldn't have said that line. Yeah. He probably well, would have said he was bored, though. Yeah. But again, it shows how shitty his friend Spencer is. He can't even listen to like a 30 second conversation. Um, yeah. And then he had nothing really come. They're just like, you have to like tell her. Um, well, they is... both say that she's crazy yeah. and that they don't want to deal with her. Which, okay, it just sucks because the idea of like Roderick and them like going on a date and like hijinks, I was like, that is more entertaining than whatever this episode gave me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't tease me with a good time and then <laughs> give me this. Yep. Yeah. Also, they cover no songs from Musical 13, a musical literally about getting your bar mitzvah. Um, yeah. So then uh, season six is so hard. Like, I'm like, I'm just drawing. All I can remember is the rage. Uh, so <laughs> seeing red. <laughs> so then he tells her he cuts in line at the uh, the cafeteria. The cafeteria, I and someone's love like, this. "Hey, you can't do that." This and... person literally is like, "I'm so sick of you people." <laughs> He's yeah. He literally. Says <laughs> I that. love that. And she's like, "We're twins. It's okay." And uh, he's like, "Hey, I like, I want to do a duet with Jane." And she's like, "But we already did a duet with Jane during the one other time you performed." And he's like, "Well, I want to do another one." She's like, "No, we are." And she's like, "He's like, you're too controlling." And she's like, "I blah 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 control everything." The one time you didn't listen to me, you ate that entire bag of sugar-free gummies and you had so much bad diarrhea. People thought it was a mudslide. And I'm like, who are the other people? What's going on? Why do they think it's a mudslide? Like, clearly that's diarrhea. (laughs) Come on. Who's witnessing this diarrhea? Uh, (laughs) Why is it not Maybe she meant like like he had diarrhea and then he left and they were like, oh, what's that? Oh, it must be a mudslide. Like, you would know. It would smell. Yeah. (laughs) And then... It is a that was a meme at the time, the sugar free gummies. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, she also screamed this to the entire cafeteria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when she she is one hundred percent portrayed as a crazy person. Yeah. Suddenly, she was kind of like quirky before. Now she's like suddenly full on. Plus, because they like... needed to give Mason some character development. <laughs> And at one point, Mason says something like, things were rough at home. And I'm like, oh, are these trauma-bonded twins? Are their parents neglectful? Mm. So she's controlling his diet to make sure he's eating right. You know, like, is she, as the girl, forced to be his mother because they Mm. have neglectful (laughs) parents? Interesting. You know, is she the emotional support oldest daughter? You know, like, anyway, so they... uh, so he tells her off, and then Jane is like, actually, maybe I'll just perform with Roderick. It'll be easier. And I'm like, that's such a... Di- After you see someone go through all that to perform for y- with you... Mm-hmm. Also, the- everyone keeps calling her a stage hog, and I'm like, when? She's barely been on stage. There's a lot of microaggressions. Yeah, she has not yeah. been on stage very much at all. <laughs> and, like, they-, they mentioned stuff about, like, oh, she keeps, like, touching her hair, and I'm like, microaggression. Okay. Yeah. Microaggression. The hair, yep. the hair yeah, that Mason Michelle- touches her hair. Does in the very he? beginning, when he asks her out, he goes like, and it's no. like, really? I missed that. Yeah, he does. When you're in the hallway, he like, because I thought maybe 
you know, I haven't watched up to this, you know, season six. I was like, do they know each other really well? Are no. they dating? Or are they like adopted? I'd be surprised siblings? if they did know each other's names. But <laughs> I really he would. like to get her attention and she turns around, he like touches the top of her hair, and I was like, <gasps> No. Which oh is my oh my god. Very believable Ohio teenager, but Absolutely. it is very true. But yes. it's just treated as normal. And it's never a storyline that Jane's like, I have to deal with this bullshit at school. Which right. I'm, I'm giving her a whiny voice, but like that would actually be like a legitimate like grievance. Yes. But like we don't get that. I mean, I had a I had a friend in Boston who would be like on the train and would just look and people were trying to touch her hair. Adult what? strangers on a train. That is horrible. She uh... said she was like, I'd like the South is better for me as a black person than Boston. I would That's believe crazy. that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was something like coming from I mean, I come from like a white, very white Asian part of Detroit, but coming from Detroit when I was in Boston, there were times where I was like, where are the black people? Like, I just like was used to like some at the grocery store, some at yeah. the, I don't know, just like. No, I, Boston is very um, racist. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you, you have to go to certain parts of the city because it's very segregated. Yeah. And like, yeah. But Detroit is one of the most segregated cities. Right. But like in a university setting, there was that diversity and there wasn't at BU. Right, and there's a thousand universities in Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the whole place is a university <laughs> setting. Yeah. So anyways, they, uh, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're talking about Jane slipping her hair or whatever. And then uh, he performs I Want to Break Free at the bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. There's like the fence. Uh, he's the opening act he's the opening <laughs> act yeah and not a bad performance no all the like girls are, fun. are doing the thing they do in glee where they have them all run up and do yeah it's like it's the justin um, bieber experience all over again yeah which they a... never lean into i this is let me mansplain it this but like i feel like most of the time when women when i've seen women do that irl it's they're joking it's like part of like we're all doing this as like a joke like pretending our classmates a superstar right like, like they're not actually upset they're just like haha like we're do-. and they do it for 10 seconds and then they're just like whatever but also wouldn't you agree that most of these women are probably not at this school they're yes. like family so like, they're yeah. invited they're to like his bar mitzvah grown, they're like 13 women yeah but yeah they, so it's like they're grown women who are like really into it and then there's also like I girls. thought they were his friends. I oh were they supposed to be girls? Like I thought they were tweens? supposed to be like tweens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not get this. Which I mean, when I worked, I was an intern at a school, and I like would interview kids and stuff, and so because of that, somehow they all like knew me, and like they would like all the girls would be like, oh my gosh, hi, and just be like, hey. I mean, I was in college, and they would ask like, oh, what high school do you go to? I'm like my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I am a senior in college. Uh, you have just youthful skin, youthful, youthful yeah. energy. But you know, it was it was just like kids being kids. Like I don't, I wasn't gonna make right. it weird. I was just like walking to my where I had to work. But yeah, it is weird. It is just mm-hmm. they've just done it so many times. Like it made more sense when it was like the boys were doing like the Beatles or whatever, and the girls were going doing faking Beatlemania, like because those were people yeah, who were friends, right. like yeah, like that. This like, did not. It it felt 
um, not real because I can, okay. So like this actually does happen when you go to concerts of people who are extremely famous. Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like I could, I could see it happening at Harry Styles concert, but you, there's no way you're going to do that for someone you don't know at a bar mitzvah party <laughs> yeah yeah also how did they remove all the seats for these tables that people are sitting excellent at excellent question i thought that too <laughs> oh, i didn't think about that because they're is... drilled into the floor yeah. yes I'm like, and that is... would be a hassle but i mean yeah. that kid was gonna pay new directions twenty thousand dollars just to perform he could afford True. to pay for the maintenance team that comes in takes out the seats sets up the tables and then puts the seats back in after everything's mm-hmm. up. and probably uh paying for the people who clean up all the confetti and shit at the end god i would not want to be those production assistants yeah uh so then madison watches and it's like face journey time and then she comes in and she to wherever he's sitting and it's because they they always have so much time to like go walk back to dressing rooms in these performances and like what's going on like and uh, she's like, I guess I've been too controlling. I felt like I had to. You know, this is actually the, and she's like, and I guess I'm crazy. And he's like, you are, but I love you. And you make me a better person. She's like, you make me a better person. I think I like that actress. I think she was acting her ass off to make this scene work. And I think there was a world where it could work, maybe where it was spread out over at least Mm -hmm. more of a spotlight in one episode, if not a couple episodes, where she's like, hey, I like explaining that there's, because it's implied that she's doing this not out of just a need to be controlling or bossy, you know, as women are often called in the street, but like a need that like she's filling a family need, you know, that like they needed to look out for each other because people weren't looking out for them. And based on what's happening in these schools, I'm convinced these children have no adults in their lives looking out after them. Um, because she's that the principal's sticking dogs on people. So there's no parents in there's this no, world. Yeah. That, and that's why Will Schuster doesn't have adult friends because there are no, no other adults. This is Peter Pan's timeline. He kills all the adults. Cause you know, every well, time- I mean, it makes sense. Matthew Morrison. He was oh in uh, Finding Neverland, right? He was, yeah. The musical. Because each Broadway. time you, oh. yeah, each time you breathe in Neverland, an adult dies. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's. I read the book. I read the book. That was the thing. No way. So Peter Pan would breathe like <laughs> to kill as many adults. Peter Pan caused World War One. Fight me on it. You can't come <laughs> in. What the fuck? I did not know this lore of Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, every time you breathe, an adult dies. Just because you breathe does not mean you're causing the adult to die. No, but it's in Neverland, it, it is explicit that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so, yeah, they, um, Peter Pan breathed and killed that woman who was supposed to be Peter Pan in that nursing home show. Wait, can he choose who he kills? No. Or it's just random people? No. He can't choose. He's just blindly causing death. Ah, uh, yeah. So Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Thanos. I mean, it's Thanos versus L. Which which one would you prefer? Anyone know L? Come on, come on. L from Stranger Things? No. <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, is no, no, he? No. 
randomly see, we're gonna have like one person who listens to our podcast be like yes death note and they're screaming at the podcast. <laughs> yes i was like i was about to guess death note death note because i do yes. know that yeah because i was like dark seed is the thanos of dc whatever that's resolved him and jane go get pizza and they make some face journeys oh, during their performances boy. Yeah, so I guess we'll do the music stuff. That's, Wait, hold on. Yeah, I have to correct myself because Elle is the direct, the 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 director, the detective. God damn it! I'm talking about what? light, <laughs> which, oh, okay. to be fair, starts with an L. But listen, whoever is listening to this and new Death Note is going to be real mad with me. So I'm correcting <laughs> myself. It's light. <laughs> So that no one can come after you. The yes. Anime, the anime like, people. Wow, fake Death Note fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the anime fans are going to hate this announcement. Now listen, to be fair. anime fans don't run this podcast. I am not a Death Note fan. Ooh. I'm just an anime wow. fan. That person. But I, Death Note. I'm so mad. I know it. Like I know of it. I I kind I know the storyline and everything, but it's I'm just sure not my cup of tea. Matter if you were like, I, I prefer the live action remake on Netflix. Oh my god. Okay, that was terrible. Where Scarlett Johansson plays everyone. <laughs> was she in that, or was she a different Asian woman? She was, was a in, different one. Uh, Ghost in the Ghost Shell. In the Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah. She's also gonna be playing Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon movie. Yeah. I'm excited for her to That's play. That's my favorite joke. <laughs> I'm excited for her to play trees because she said I can play any man, woman, or tree. I'm excited uh, for Pay Me When the Amazon series gets to like the tree spirits. They're all mm. played by Scarlett Johansson. Or live action remake of Pocahontas, and she's Grandmother Willow. <laughs> she's like an old woman and a willow tree. <laughs> and a Native American old woman willow tree. <laughs> I love uh, this. I need this in my life. I love Colin Jost will play uh, Percy the Bulldog. <laughs> <He's> like, rawr, rawr. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Oh, God. This episode was horrible. It was so bad. We're bouncing. We're so all over the place because we're yeah, really we like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Because I'm like, I hate this. This is just not good. Okay. So the music and whatever. Sue is. Okay, Sue wants a Teacher of the Year award or something, or Principal, Principal, of, Principal the year. of the Year, Unite National. She wants that. She writes a letter, and the guy's like, oh, I, I'll think about signing it. He doesn't like Sue. We've established mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Later, it is framed as being about wanting a date with him. But I don't think that's right, because no, no remember that she was a man, and so... no. It's it's referring back to an episode where she did want a date with him. Yes, yes, but, but not anymore. It's like, it does. Yeah, it's like that's why it doesn't make sense. It's like why would you try to frame it as this when clearly it's like I believe that she wants this principal of the year award. I don't think she has anything to do because also this man let Rachel come Wait, back who, and start the Glee Club. Somebody yeah. else was talking about it, wasn't it Sue? Will, it Will. Was Will. I think he was just making. Yeah. I thought he was making fun of but her. But then it gets to her. That's like someone being like, yeah, you pooped yourself in first grade. To me now, at a 28-year-old, I'd be like, yeah, I was sick. Didn't you? Like, yeah. like, I don't <laughs> know like, what the tea is here. <laughs> or I was playing blocks. That was That's busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, so Sue wants this letter and he's like, oh, think about it. And so he's basically like, oh, he's like, actually, can you give pointers to my nephew, Myron, who's getting uh, his bar mitzvah? You know, the greatest moment in a Jewish man's life, or she says, you know, and Rachel's all like, oh, like, this is great. And I'm like, get there, my sister's this week. They say something about, okay, Kitty actually like nods and smiles and does something respectful. And I'm like, that's surprising. I'd expect Kitty to be anti-Semitic. Yeah. That's later confirmed. So uh, he does a performance of, I forgot the song happened. Um, what is it called? Uh, do you know the first song that he does? Oh, oh. Um, I don't remember it. I remember, I remember the song, but I don't remember what it was. Isn't it, it was, isn't Beyonce? Yeah, it was Destiny's Child, I think. Lose yeah. My Breath? Yes, lose my breath. Yeah. Uh, can't remember if it's Beyonce or Destiny's Child. Let me, I pulled up the Glee wiki. I always end up doing that when we get to the songs lately. Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, yeah. Yeah. So he does it and they're like, oh, that was great. And I'm like. Well, they're also like cringing because like he's a child singing this very like sexualized song. sexual moves. Yeah. And surrounded by women. Women doing yeah. sexual moves oh it was he- it was terrible it was horrible and they i were was doing a great job Ooh. let's be clear i think it's very rude that they were fired yeah. and then replaced yeah. with new directions just gonna well, say that okay between the fat shaming between that scene and then this scene this is when i was like oh i find this morally repugnant yeah and i was like glee is turning me into ben shapiro <laughs> I was like, my first note on my notes is, is this going to turn me into Ben Shapiro? <laughs> I was like, will this turn me into Ben Shapiro? We'll find out. That's what I wrote. I the real like, question is if Glee happened now, would they do WAP? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. This little Kimmy singing wet ass pussy. <laughs> absolutely. And it'd be on Netflix so they could get away with it. Uh, absolutely. But not if it was on Disney Plus. Wet ass P word. Speaking of Ben Shapiro, nailed it. So, yeah, Ben. Sh- so it's so Ben Shapiro. So <laughs> he's not in Glee. His sister is, but uh, I still haven't gone back. Really? And at that. Yeah. She, yes. She apparently is like a. She has a, a madrigal, line too. Yeah, but not in one of the fun ones from Encanto. <laughs> yeah. In uh, was it season three? Right. Yeah. Something like that. In the Peanut Butter Show Circle episode. Triggered. Uh, so. Yeah, so he's doing this, and I'm like, this is this is disgusting. Like, why? Yeah, you know, because uh, he's actually a child. Like, and they're okay. playing it as a joke. But they're like, like, oh, yeah, no. this little kid. No, no, it's very toddlers and tiaras. Mm. Uh, but like when they did push it, the joke was that they're teenagers trying to be sexy. That obviously, like, they're all virgins and they don't really know. And that's yes. what teenagers would and have done. And they're also all played by. 25 year olds like mm-hmm. so this person is like a, a child at yeah. this point yeah it was horrific yeah Ugh, so gross and then uh they're like maybe the backup dancers could smile more that's what <laughs> rachel says but you know what here's the thing because people i'm gonna pull a hot take out simone biles icon i remember she was on dancing with the stars and they said oh maybe you should smile more and she's like smiling doesn't win new gold medals and everyone's like, yes, queen, because people are associating it with when people tell you to smile, just IRL, you're walking down the street, we're at the grocery store. 
in performances, you are expected to smile because you're supposed to look like you're enjoying yourself. That's part of the performance yeah. is the smile. So it's not the same as Rachel just being like, oh, the barista needs to smile more. Like there, that is an actual note. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, like, but it's still just like, and then he screams at them. He fires them. He's verbally abusing them. He spends apparently money later on like- No wonder they don't smile. Yeah. He's he's a horror. Yeah. And then he later like flies a bunch of dancers out and like fires them too. This kid is my nightmare. I like don't really like kids in general. So if one comes along like this, I have a really hard time treating it like a human being. Just because he's not, he's not acting Treating like it one. like a human being. I love that. No, listen. No, it's not a criticism. I love that. Because he's not <laughs> acting like a human being. No. no. Exactly. No kid is like this. I mean, some yeah. kids are very awful, but they're not yeah. quite like this. Like he this has, is yeah. extreme. He's passed what uh, the Catholic Church, uh, my favorite abusive relationship, calls the age of reason. So, yes, you know that you like can go to you, hell now. <laughs> you're capable of knowing what is right and wrong. That's like mm-hmm. when like you're I was seven, I was allowed to have my first communion. I kept bugging people about it. And I was like, that's the age because you could understand what it is. Like, and that's debatable because you know, some people are like we don't do infant baptisms, we just pressure eight-year-olds into doing it. And you know, like there's a that's a whole conversation, but like that's right. Yeah, I was like 10. Yep. But oh, first communion story. My yeah. my tooth was loose, like really loose during my first communion. And my mom made me pull it out because she was afraid it was going to drop into the priest's hand. I love <laughs> that. So that would have been amazing. <laughs> like, here, I'll trade you. My piece of my body for the body of Christ. For the body yeah. of Christ. <laughs> it's a trade. Yep. Bartering. But I remember. Oh my gosh. I broke my leg that year and a woman oh, no. was worried that my wheelchair was going to ruin the procession. Ruin it. Oh yes. My mom, my mother, my uncle, she has a brother who has been in a wheelchair his whole life. So my mom was not the right person. I mean, no one's the right person, but was not the right person to give that take Mm-mm. to. My mom was basically like, you can deal. And the thing was, I was not in my cast or wheelchair at that point. But part of me feels like my mom like wished I was just to spite. Like my mom was very polite about it, but would like if there was a kid who was permanently in a wheelchair, do you think she would have said the same thing? Like I don't think she would have said it, but she maybe she would have thought it. Right. You know, and I mean can we can we get someone to carry him? Probably something like that. Someone at church also gave me crayons when I was in the, my wheelchair at church, you know, like Pete, like this man just bought crayons and gave them to me. And like, I, you know, so there was a lot of good things too, though. When I got my first yeah. confession, I was in my wheelchair and the priest thought I was just making my mom carry me places because I was lazy. So he made me walk on my broken leg to get my first confession. What? Which the hospital That's... also did to me because they didn't know how to deal with a broken leg. So. Wow. You have just described so many problems in America (laughs) in just like a couple small stories. What a Cullen's Corner. (laughs) I'm so glad we're bringing it back toward the end of the series. Yeah, just throwing out that childhood. Like this childhood trauma is still an overstatement because I didn't, I was just kind of like, 
the hospital was more traumatic because literally just broken it. It was very painful. Yeah. And the women were like making fun of me and like shaming me for, they were more interested in trying to imply that my mom broke my leg than actually giving me medical care. But uh, oh. yeah, but the priest was just like, I would just do it. And I just did it. And my mom like caught me as I was leaving. Cause she's like, I was basically like falling <laughs> like forward. Oh. But I like barely remember that. But I vividly remember the blonde woman making me walk. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is wild. My parents really should have sued. Because yeah. the hospital they apparently... Yeah, apparently changed policies after that. Like it did cause effects because oh. I think the orthopedic person my mom took me to later was like, "What?" He's like, yeah, they, "They did what?" Chewed them out. Yeah, if, or they weren't in the same hospital, or you don't. They know. weren't. They weren't. It was, okay. but like they. But didn't... they gossiped about them. No, they did. I think they called someone because he was the kind of guy that would. Because I remember wow, he just literally like good. took scissors and like ripped my pants open and put a cast on me because he was like, "What are they doing? They're having him they in this." They didn't even put you in a cast. No, they put me in a splint, and every time it moved, I would scream. And we were not allowed no. to scream in my house because it was like, if you scream, you better be dying. But like, I felt like I was Wait, dying. so you went to the hospital, they splinted your leg and they sent you back home? Yes. Or yes. Wow. Seven. Oh. Seven. Yeah. Baby. Wow. Just a baby. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I'm, mm, I hope That's someone crazy. was fired, but I'm actually pretty sure no yeah. one was. No one was. No. But that I just remember. the hospital now. Like one of my like like a teenager that like was like my mom's friend's kid was like it's in the Boy Scout manual when you have a broken leg you immobilize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That easy. Yeah. Boy yeah. Scouts know what to do. Yeah. Um, where were we? Uh, this chair, this child. Okay, so yes. I wrote uh, this child that has reached the age of reason. That's how we got here. He's reached. Yeah. He, he's old enough to know he's being a little shit. You know and. I wrote in my notes, the writers of the writers of the show were like, what does this show need? We have a few episodes left. It needs an awful little twit. This little twit child that's just awful. Also, we don't know like what gives him the power to be like this. Like I guess money from money. But money. we don't know super about his... his uncle's a superintendent. Yeah, his yeah, and guess what? Yeah. They don't make that much money. Yeah, I was like, public education is like, famous so what does for... What did his parents do? Like, what gives him, like, this, like, who raised him? And why did they raise him this way? Like, that's what, like, I don't understand. It's like, Maybe yeah. Muffy from Arthur. I feel um, like it would have made more sense if this was a superintendent's kid. Yeah. And the superintendent was like, yeah, you let him do whatever you want or whatever he wants. And just so, like, he could punish Sue. Yeah. You know? Like, mm. it would make sense. Like, would if you he told him to act badly. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Would or you... even just... It's just like, you know, all those things that you want to do, go ahead, go wild. Yeah. You know? Like, so, cause yeah, they, every, she has to take care of him all day. I'm like, when is he in school? She's putting him in vitamin B drips and pitching themes for the bar mitzvah. And he's she like, goes the to his themes house, are being me. Which I'm pretty sure is the same bedroom where they sing Ben to a near blind Blaine. Blaine, yeah. yeah. And then she, she has to read him the Torah at night. So he, so he absorbs, absorbs it. it. Uh, and then she stops, he screams, and he's just this, like, so Byron's just terrible, it's his bar, he wants to be in a Fabergé pod, whatever, it's his bar mitzvah, uh, there, Will's like, this is a, Rachel is like, this is a sacred honor, this is a special occasion, and then Will's like, we'll be performing for our toughest audience of all, and Kitty's like, Jews, and that's when I wrote, Kitty is Kanye West, um, 
I came from a divided house because, uh, I mean, I don't think I like him that much now, but uh, Rafa's female cousins love Taylor Swift and his male cousins love Kanye West. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Wow. <laughs> Um, the beef in that room yeah but i mean the thing is i think swifties are all a little smug right now because uh Taylor swift isn't spewing nazi propaganda but uh yeah <laughs> she's doing the bare minimum <laughs> yeah yeah not being anti-semitic <laughs> yeah not being anti-semitic in the year of our lord 2022 like you're not mm-hmm. a illiterate peasant who only knows 10 people like okay yeah so kitty's i knew she would i'm like kitty's gonna say a jewish thing like she's gonna say something anti-semitic she does um, and then it's time for the bar mitzvah. They, he wants, there's a scene where she's like complaining and she's like zoned out. And apparently he wants Rachel, Sam, Beast, and Shu to be there because he's a Rachel Berry fan. Mm-hmm. Makes also, no they, sense. <laughs> they keep trying to imply that this boy is straight, even though he's giving off very gay vibes he's a child but a gay child i could imagine having an obsession with a very niche celebrity like rachel berry he it's odd because he feels very much like a younger more entitled kurt Mm, yeah interesting he's like a different gay stereotype he's similar to kurt in that yeah but it's just very weird but you're right. It's like, it's definitely a gay stereotype and it's like, but he's straight, question mark. Yeah, because he sexually harasses Kitty. But it's funny. And of women in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he pays her for her, whatever she does. Or because she gave him her panties because he shit himself. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it's a callback to, what movie is that? 16 Candles? Oh, oh really? The John Hughes movie where yeah, well they get yeah. the panties, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I I thought they were trying to imply that Myra knew who she was and she was like a celebrity to him because they're both Jewish. Like I thought that was supposed to be a sort of another uh, anti-Semitic. Uh, maybe oh, she's a legend at Temple or you know, I did I, I did not maybe pick not. that up. And I, I could be wrong. I just, maybe I'm being anti-Semitic. <laughs> she's been on Broadway at this point in the timeline. Oh, okay, that's right. She's that's been right. on Broadway and has a failed TV show. Okay, so yeah. she would have been like a local legend at least. Yeah, she she would have been yeah. a niche celebrity. Yeah, because um, later he sense. introduces Rachel Berry in the New Directions. I that was wild. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" They perform. It's the bar mitzvah now. They all have to perform. Roderick, postmodern gay, and Jane do uh, uptown funk. Which and, I was like, there's no way this song is actually contemporary to the show. But it was. alas, it was. That song was very big when this came out. It is a serviceable cover. There's no discernible difference. I honestly it's feel... It's a bop, though. I feel like my sense of time is really screwed up because of Glee, not because of the pandemic. I think I was like, no, no, no. Uptown Funk didn't come out that long ago. And there's no way <laughs> that Glee was also on. And then I was like thinking about it. I'm like... No, I was like in like undergrad when that song came out. Yeah. And Glee was done when I was in I'm like, no. Oh my God. It's because mentally people associate Glee with when the first three seasons were airing. Yeah. And it aired three more years, which in a young person's life is a big gap. Like in your 30s, whatever. But like that's the difference between high school and college, you know? Yes. 
Weird. They do that. And then we have their uh, prepping for the their next song. And Sue is, like, mad about Myron. And she's blaming Will that, like, Will made her do this, which is outlandish. And she's like, you don't even work here. What are you doing here? I don't need your peppy can-do attitude. I got rid of you. I got you a dream job, a vocal and adrenaline. And you're still back here skulking these halls with your shitty speeches. All these people love you, even though you haven't done anything to make their life better. Yeah. Sue is just like, you ruin, you're terrible, I hate you, I want to destroy you in the Glee Club. And he's like, you're doing this to get the date from a guy who thought you were a man. Which is like, that's a really interesting angle to choose with your trans friend right there, but okay. Right. Um, and then she jumps on him and they're like physically fighting and because Sam is trying to break it up. How is Sam the only responsible adult? Like, uh, and Sam then... has always been the only responsible <laughs> adult. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I still wouldn't entirely want him alone with teenagers, not because he would harm them, but uh, he's not the brightest. Um, but I could assistant coach. Yeah, I'd be comfortable with him being one of the adults present, as opposed to Will or Sue, which I would not want near um, a human or an animal. Or a plant, to be fair. Uh, maybe a rock could handle them. Shout out to Rocco from Sesame Street. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out. So they they're fighting. They they then uh, the superintendent is like, "Is everything okay?" She's like, "Yeah, we're just rehearsing." And then he's they're about to perform. He's like, "I'm gonna trip you on stage," and she's like, "You wouldn't." He's like, "I would." And then. They sing Break Free by Ariana Grande. I kept waiting for the trip. Yeah. I kept waiting for it. You're like, they planted it for me. Where is it? This yeah. is well, the- <laughs> this is the exact type of Will Sue interaction that I want, except I want Will to actually follow through on the threats because he right. was vicious this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's strange. Maybe because he doesn't work there anymore, so she can't fire him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. such a good point. Uh, I want them to think this is the part where I break your face and he trips her. <laughs> yeah. But I what I will say is this song is an insult to Ariana. It's an insult to her and her legacy. Is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this song is such a bop. I had choreography for this song that I just made for no reason. I just had break free choreography that I would pull out at basement parties. But uh, this, the thing about this, the songs that they cover of Ariana are huge songs that very much on paper, you're like, yes, these are perfect songs for Glee to cover. But they always do them in the most boring arrangements, the most boring, weird settings with like no relation to the plot. And it also points out, especially in Break Free, that those lyrics make no sense uh, if they're sung in a way where you can distinguish the words. <laughs> but they sing Break Free, Rachel Berry in the New Directions, and that uh, he comes down in the pod, which I'm like, I thought he shit, like, I wouldn't want to go back in a pod I shit myself in, but okay. Mm-mm. And they perform, it's a hit, Alistair's clapping, whatever. And then the Myron has now, the superintendent pulled some strings, and Myron convinced the principal that he's ready now for high school to perform in the new directions. 
now they have eight members still shy of four he just kicks sue in the shin and like runs off and it's like yeah she lets him yeah i uh i said at like the top of the episode when we first meet him and i was like oh god like this this is me a one-off character was like wouldn't it be crazy if like this kid joined the glee club and then it was happening i literally was silent for like three minutes i was just like sorry i'm doing what allison does just doing stuff for the camera for you guys Uh, no i literally was just stunned i was like oh my god they did a thing that i didn't i thought this was gonna be a one-off character no yeah sunshine one-off character myron in the glee club and will is like well great ruin your life like you tried so hard to destroy us we're here she's like i'm gonna destroy you and he's like why don't you jump on me again because i'm gonna destroy you too whatever and then, and then they she... have sex. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I was thinking. I'm like, that sounds very sexual. Honestly, though, that particular interaction was shot like a sexual tension scene. I thought so, too. I was like, why is there sexual tension here? I know! I was like, wait! Wait! <laughs> no! Will has a history of hunting for dates at that school, so... Uh, and then Sue goes back to her hurt locker, whatever, is putting up pictures of postmodern gay and crew, and it's going to destroy them, whatever. Poking them in the eyes. Yeah. Or poking Will in the eyes with pushpins. Yeah. The Roderick one looks like she tried to take it in the bathroom, which is upsetting. Um, yeah. And then it shows Kitty holding a dog, and I'm like, again, don't don't trust her with an animal. But uh then they they go into then Myron's there and he's like oh here's a th- here's money thanks for the panties money for a kiss and she's like no but if you need you'll need a friend and if you keep paying me I'll be your friend uh, which is the plot of Mean Girls too but uh, she is basically just like yeah like you're annoying you need someone to kind of protect you and show you the ropes and then they're walking when he like touches her butt. Yeah. I did not notice that. Oh my god. Yeah. It was I don't know how I missed that. Bad. You were like, I have to oh. look away. <laughs> and <Blocked. then> they <laughs> yep. they sing cool kids in their little green tees. Okay, green should not be a color that they wear. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Because also it's not even like a vibrant green. It's like, it's like the palest. It's mint. It's like the palest, like evergreen Sage. almost. Yeah. 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 It's not like vibrant. It's not interesting. It's just so met. And that's exactly how I felt about this song. Well, this and cover. They're, they're in the it's pair. Very low energy. Yeah. So they're just like energy. vibing. They're in the pairs. Alistair Spencer, Mason Jane, I guess uh, Madison and Roderick, even though we don't get any content with them. And then Kitty and her harasser, Myron. And then, like, he's, like, struggling with the choreography. He's like, oh, do this. And then uh, she does the thing where she turns away and does the forced, like, fuck this kid smile, which Uh is the same thing she did with Marley during some nights. Wow. And I was like, Becca Tobin is an expert in the, I'm doing a fake smile. She's It's all fake because she's acting. Sorry, that's an acting. (laughs) She's doing a fake, fake smile. Spoiler alert for acting. Where she's pretending... (laughs) To be like putting on a show smile, but she's like, but I hate the person next to me. And I love that. That's it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> this episode was all over the place in terms of content, story, writing, quality, whatever you want to call it. And I'm pretty sure this is the only episode like that's really focused on the new kids. That's I'm horrible. Gonna, honestly, I'm going to uh, call you on this one hand. I was not all over the place. It was just bad. You didn't think it was all over the place? No, it was consistently bad. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that <laughs> I, won't, I won't disagree with. Yeah, I just think that, like, there's no foundation here that I want to build on. Mm-mm. I would like to burn it down. It's not even start again. Just burn it down. I mean, I'd burn it down starting with a glee boot. Hey, that's the podcast. So, Tina time. Tina, not present. She would have been No alumnus. Yeah. No alumnus. No one's here except for Rachel. And I guess it makes sense that she's here. Uh, and I don't think Tina would have been want want to be involved in any of this. She'd be like, no. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the characters. Katie, who's your least valuable player? This was hard because I feel like a lot of them were least valuable players. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think because it was mainly the first plot line. Like, of course, Sue is bad. Of course, she was bad. But that, like, we know that. I felt like Spencer because uh-huh. he was being incredibly fat phobic. And not just being fat phobic, but trying to couch it like, oh, I but I care about you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just, ugh, I, I hated everything about that. Yeah, I picked him and Myron. Myron's just, mm. I don't understand um, why this character is here. I'm going with the creature Myron. I cannot <laughs> abide. <laughs> yeah, Spencer and Sue. But Sue always, oh, but Sue just infuriates me so much. But Spencer sucks. Mm-hmm. Like Sue at least wore a wedding dress tracksuit once. True. Spencer didn't even do that. Spencer's contributed nothing to our society. No. In universe or out. <laughs> <laughs> no one was like, I feel seen by po- postmodern gay. Oh, like at God, least people ho- feel like not. seen by Santana. Like, no. All right, Katie, who's your most valuable player? This was also difficult because I felt like nobody was that great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I said Roderick. Um, I felt like not for the ending because it really hurts that he took the tack of like, oh, well, Spencer was really just trying to help me. But at the same time, it's like I could see why he might play into that just to save his own feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. But I thought it was great that he stood up for himself against Spencer, at least in the beginning. And I can't climb a rope either, so... I don't even know if I've ever tried. Did we, Solidarity. Did we do <laughs> Solidarity. I think so. I feel like, I feel it's like just we too much of a liability. We did the sit-ups, kept... I remember. Because yes. Kyle Ray was the one holding my feet. <laughs> yeah. And also, we had co-ed gym. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, Every time. I feel like in a public school, I feel like you would always have co-ed gym, right? I don't know. I think. I, uh, I, I guess I probably our like school was be... too small. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just more efficient to stick everybody together um yeah i also went with roderick honestly just for being able to call postmodern gay a dick i'm gonna go with mason i think because he was able to stand up to his sister and even though he has no personality it was kind of fun to watch him like grow back from yeah and i do like that it wasn't he didn't end up doing some crazy scheme. He ended up yeah. just doing like the normal adult thing and standing up to her. Yes. Yeah. Like talk to her. It, yeah. And he did not like get mad at her for freaking out in the cafeteria. Yeah. Which he I took would that like a champ. Yeah. 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 He, he would was really chill about it. Yeah. Good. Sh- I guess shout out to Mason. I was going to go with Roderick. I appreciated him calling uh, Spencer a dick. And a weird shout out to Kitty. I can't give her the MVP because of the Jewish joke, but when she said, can't we just get a ladder? 
and yeah, I'm yeah. about to announce an alumnus walking through the door. Some and great lines. Uh, the face during Cool Kids. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the music. We had some garbage. All right, favorite least favorite song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we have, uh, let me pull the Glee Wiki. Okay, Lose My Breath, Friday I'm In Love, I Want to Break Free, Uptown Funk, Break Free, Cool Kids. Wait. Your songs about what's break free? free? So I want to break free is a Queen song. Yes, that's Mason the one that Mason does. That yeah, I remember that one. What's the other one? Ariana Grande featuring Zed, "Break Free." This is what? How did this it? This is the group. This is a big group a, number, Yeah, the right? Jazz Square. This is the part where I say I don't want you. I'm longer than I've been before. This okay. The yeah. part where I break free. Yeah. That's not their choreography. That's mine. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Uh, Is he even on the show anymore? Do you think? I don't know. Do you know he choreographs High School Musical, the musical, the series? No. Because no, I don't know anything about that show except for what you tell me. <laughs> but I just saw that on Instagram. <laughs> They're like, shout out to Zach Woodley for a great choreography. I was like, Zach. Good for him. Yeah. Katie, what's your least favorite song? Uh, least favorite I thought was Cool Kids. I just it was really low energy i it didn't really fit with the theme yeah. at all and it just kind of eh. yeah that's a good point about the theme um i also picked that song uh like it's not like they were bullied by cool kids it's yeah. not like there were cool kids no it was just like this is a popular song right now <laughs> let's um, ruin it i'm gonna go with myron's first song mm. The, something breath. losing my breath yep mm-hmm. uh because it was awful horrific yeah. i i um i think i might have passed out and come to and passed out again and then you know like had a fevered dream of this song that's yeah. that's what happened i'm seconding that and not just because this it's disgusting but because it literally does nothing like it's not Mm. even much of a joke it just kind of happens and it's filler they're like it's glee we need to fill time with a song and you're like sung by a child child. this is an adult sexual song (laughs) Um, i would like to uh say that my fever dream is actually a fevered nightmare (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah mm-hmm. uh, i i forgot i looked i pulled up my notes when i meant to pull up the song list uh there's a dun- sue says something is her dunkirk because this is her final yep. battle against the glee club <laughs> this is her low moment in her final battle against the glee club which he can no longer destroy because it's protected by the superintendent but dunkirk is a movie it's a movie you can go to the you could go to the theaters and see it it had harry styles in it mm-hmm Yes. Yeah. It's no longer in the theaters because it came out in yeah. like 2016. But it's still a movie. 2017. 2017, right. Mm. Katie, what was your favorite song? Um, Also difficult. <laughs> I think it was a tie between I Want to Break Free and Uptown Funk, just because I thought they were the most high energy of the songs and I thought the singers were talented. So. Yeah, I went with Uptown Funk. Yeah. Um, I sang along. I thought Roderick's voice was really good in it. Um. Yeah. Honestly, Jane's voice was also really good in it. Uh, Spencer's voice, not into it. He's he's my uh, Jake this <laughs> this this season. I'm also I was on the edge between those two, Uptown Funk and I Want to Break Free. I'm gonna go with Uptown Funk because the screaming tween girls kind of threw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I want to do a shout out to another song for least favorite song, least negative. <laughs> uh, for Friday, I'm in love for ruining like a song that could be really good and really cute. Right. And like, but no, it's like a relation, a nothing relationship between nothing characters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my favorite song is I Want to Break Free because it's a good performance. It informs character. It moves the story along, which yeah. is what a musical is supposed to do, do. <laughs> even a jukebox musical yep. yeah um again why don't they just do a sectionals like we're still like ma- is that ever gonna happen are <laughs> they gonna do another competition i don't even know well rachel almost refused to do this uh the bar mitzvah thing because she said oh hey we have to practice for sectionals it's in two weeks and then i don't remember Oh, he offered Sue to pay was, them money or something. And then yeah. Will was like, we can't take money. And Sue was like, they'll do it for free. I literally was like, I was like, wow, they remembered something from the first season. I'm impressed. All right. 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 <laughs> Matthew McConaughey reference. Katie, thank you so much for coming on again. We, oh, you're so, very welcome. <laughs> I'm finally so happy we can finally share your glopinions with the world. <laughs> glopinions. Yes. Well, I'm very thankful you guys had me on again. This was fun. This was a great time. Uh, I'm glad we could really rage about this episode. Do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Uh, not my own, um, but there's a, a podcast that I think is really relevant to this episode um, called Maintenance Phase. Mm. And it's um, Aubrey Gordon and... Michael Hobbs and I believe the one's a writer and the other's a journalist and they talk about like diet culture fat phobia and also weird health trends and like weird health trend histories and it is just so interesting and and so very well researched and good so maintenance phase yeah awesome yeah check that out uh you can follow Glee Boot on Instagram Twitter and TikTok we are at Glee Boot Pod you can also find us on Tumblr gleebootpod.tumblr.com you can follow, follow me on Instagram at Cullen Ever After. And a friendly reminder that, yes, the U.S. has most obesity, but we're also the only country with a diet culture. Really? Yeah, maybe not the only, but, like, we, yes, we have the most obesity, but we have the biggest, like, diet culture industrial complex kind okay, of We thing. have the biggest diet yeah, culture. I, yeah, because I'm sure there's one in Canada, you know, you know but, like, yeah. we have the most, like, just Pervasive. sheer amount of, yeah. Yay us. Yay. This week, I shall deign to tell you my Instagram, which is a.m.swearingen. Follow if you dare. Ooh, challenge. Follow if you dare. We've <laughs> been recording for so long. This episode was, ah, we're so close, guys. We I literally know. have four episodes uh, left and three episodes of the actual like us talking about the episodes because we're gonna do the final two in one episode right yeah that's what we decided yeah oh boy we're almost done we're so close you guys are in the home stretch we are yeah (laughs) and friendly reminder to vote in your the gleekies for the finale your local gleekies the The locality is the world i'm sorry people on mars this is only not for sorry. Earthlings. Uh, if you're not an alien from Space Jam, get up on your our Instagram or your, and click the link. It'll take you to the ballot, and you can vote. 
um, and let us know what you think of the nominees because I'm sure people will be unhappy with some so choices. <laughs> and there are no write-in options. <laughs> no write-in. Uh, no write-in candidates, sorry. So yeah, we're so excited to see how the Gleekies turn out. So yes, a labor sorry. of love years in the making. <laughs> so tune in next week for the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester with B from Glee on the Rocks. <gasps> Another return guest. Bye. 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 Bye.